You know what we need? We need some sort of music to know that we're live. And we are live right now. It's Show Me the Money Club with Sergio and myself. We have special guests today, Steve Rideshare Rodeo to my side. And below me, we have David from, uh, from Para. So uh, we want to say thank you guys for coming on. We have uh, some good stuff coming from you guys. Uh, what's going on. And we have several other topics that we're going to be talking about today, too, uh, with Uber's earning statements, with, uh, uh, you know, some of the new features that they are saying that they're uh, coming out with today for the Uber Pro program or awards. Uh, we'll talk about that with our thoughts and quite a few other things. So thank you guys for coming on. Appreciate it. How are you guys doing? Great. Uh, good. So good. Uh, without, you know, without me yakking too much um above me or that's the way i'm seeing it steve right cherry audio steve johnson steve you go ahead and introduce yourself and then we'll go to david uh, pickerel who's the uh ceo of para and has been in the news quite a bit i'm sure everybody read the new york times wonderful actually it was a really good article uh, about him so uh go ahead and introduce yourself guys uh yeah so i'm steve rideshare rodeo uh, you can find the podcast youtube channel and i also work a lot with uh para have since since day one um actually since before day one yeah. but uh i'm very interested in the para works thing that we'll get to later but uh that's been that's kind of more my my uh forte with this para deal hopefully a lot of you guys know about but david uh, hey thanks for having me great to be here i'm david uh ceo and co-founder of para we're trying to build what I call a personal dispatch system on behalf of each individual gig worker. Uh, and I think sort of the feature that we're most known for is our DoorDash tip transparency feature. But really what we're trying to do is build tools that empower gig workers and particularly drivers to get the most with their time and to be in control of their work. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So this is quite timely, actually, guys. Um, the reason I'm saying that is because one of the subjects we're going to talk about, actually, it's the headline of the episode today is our disruptors about to get disrupted. You know, hey, everybody has their turn, you know what I mean? But uh, so, Steve, why aren't you wearing a collared shirt today? Because you were wearing that on, on Pedro's um, virtual gig conference and you look very handsome. I thought, you know, maybe... <laughs> why am I not wearing what, a collared shirt? Yeah, yeah. like a nice, you know, oh, like a collared shirt, like a polo. Why is Chris not? Yeah, I was I was surprised. I've known Steve for two plus years, and I've never seen him in a colored shirt. So was... Yeah, we got it. We got a needle. I don't know. Harry never bit. sent mine, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you 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 have never worn right chair guy stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't have any. Harry. Harry sent me a hat. I wore it. Is that Harry's hat? No, but I've, I've wore it. Yeah, I have I have a hat from Harry, and I have a hat from Gary. So. Oh, okay. there you go, guys. Oh, nice. so, see, so we're we're huge in branding, as you guys can tell. <laughs> All right. So without without too much gibberish, let's get into Para. So, um, David, please tell us what Para is for our audience, what it it did, and what kind of reception it got from the driver community, specifically, mostly I would say from the delivery driver community, but in general, and what the evil empire and the dysfunctional little sister are doing. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of, you know, shut you down. Now, another thing I have to say about David is that David worked at Uber Technologies <laughs> for, for a year and a half. He set up their whole uh, Las Vegas operations, which is not an easy feat, obviously. 
and he can talk about all that stuff like what those were what those days were like and then wild wild west days right david so let's go let's we'll start with para tell us what it is what he, what it does and yeah. what, what the situation is with these two you know with a couple of major companies that are trying to stop you from what you're doing yeah so uh we're really trying to put a tool that puts the driver in charge of their work Right. And we've sort of noticed that there are a lot of tools uh, who would try to do a good job of this in the past. Right. So if you took a look, there was sort of a Maximo driver utility helper. Uh, before that, you had prior versions of that sort of if you were driving on Uber or if you're driving on Lyft. But I think really why we're building what we're building now is a couple things. Right. So if you rewound a couple of years ago, you know, Uber drivers, some Uber drivers drove on Lyft, but no Uber and Lyft drivers drove on DoorDash. No DoorDash people drove on Instacart. You know, most people drove maybe one point something apps. But that really changed in COVID, right? As you people were forced to have to drive on multiple apps to make ends meet. And I think people learned that new behavior and that behavior really is here to change, right? So what we've seen is a lot of people are driving on three plus apps on our system, but it's really damn hard to do that, right? So you're on the road, juggling between multiple apps, yelling at you at the same time while you're driving at cobblestone at night in Seattle in the rain and somebody's you know opening a corridor when you're doing that. And really our philosophy is one, what can we do to take away all of that friction? Two, what can we do to give the driver a voice in that? So what that means is the driver, it should be, you should be able to say, hey, I wanna make the most money. Or you should be able to say, hey, I need to pick up my daughter from school at 1 p.m. So I can only drive in a 10 mile radius the three hours beforehand. And I hate Instacart, so don't give me that shit, uh, right? And I think sort of the third part is why stop at the human limit of being able to monitor three or four? There's actually a lot more opportunities now if you're a driver between in, just within gig, right? So pharmaceutical, last mile, B2B, marijuana, like in some cities, there's 20, 30, 40 options, but of course you can't scan 20, 30, 40 options. So really, what we're trying to build is a way for you to get un unlock all of your opportunities in one place, have them all come into one feed and based off of your preferences for us to be able to sort of almost have a bot that works for you. I always sort of view this as like you have an algorithm that represents you that talks back to the algorithm of the platform. And that's really how we're going to build, you know, gig economy 2.0. I think pausing really quickly and taking a step back, people are like, whoa, that's cool, but like, what about tip transparency, right? Uh, so how, what happened is that in the process of trying to build some of this technology, we realized when trying to integrate with DoorDash that this tip information was being sent to the driver's phone. And it was one of those moments where I was out driving and sort of running tests on the system. And we saw that, hey, there's this hidden tip on this trip. And it made me change my behavior. So it was a trip that was supposed to go a couple miles to South San Francisco. Uh, and there's no way I would have done that before, right? It's just like, I'm not going to go out of the main core zone to go deliver something during the middle of lunch rush. That's not that much money. Right. But when I found out what the hidden tip on it was, I went and I waited at that restaurant for 20 minutes. And then I took it all the way there and it changed my behavior, right? Yep. And I had sort of this moment where it was like, look, this wasn't the original goal to build this. But what we've discovered feels like should be the right of every driver to know. And because it's the right of every driver to know, we're just going to put this out there so that it can help people. And we put it out there. And for the first couple weeks, people thought 
I was a scammer, right? So I had a lot of people saying, hey, you're going to steal my bank account information. You're here to scam me. But I was made a video every day, put my phone number out there, responded to everything. And we were lucky that the tide sort of shifted and people were like, hey, if this is a scam, this is the highest touch scam we've ever seen, right? And then basically over the course of a couple of weeks, the tip transparency just really blew up. So I think pretty much in a five or six week period, we went from zero users on the system to over 270,000 drivers using tip transparency in like a four week period. Wow. Sort of, uh, that was awesome to us, right? Because we were just helping drivers exercise their rights to make an informed decision. But I think we grew so big, so fast, so publicly that DoorDash came and served us a cease and desist and started this technical battle where they were trying to stop us from doing uh, effectively that. And that's the beginning of, you know, now being on a year plus journey on that side of things. Right. So obviously, you know, you don't have as many probably coders as DoorDash does, right? You're fighting uh, an uphill battle from, you know, that point on, right? And, and you know, I never did deliveries, to be honest with you. Um, I call myself an idiot for not doing deliveries during the pandemic many times already, which, um, but then, you know, uh, I started doing deliveries a few months ago. And obviously, you know, on both apps, there's hidden tips for sure. There is no doubt about it. You know, specifically on, on Uber Eats, there are certain matrix you have to watch when you're accepting the ping that you know there is a hidden tip in there, right? And also same thing as DoorDash. So, I mean, in California, I kind of understand why they're doing this because that's why I call, you know, Steve like is very fond of this Prop 22 thing in California, <laughs> in California right? So, you know, a lot of, a lot of what, Prop 22 brought up is, you know, killed, pretty much killed the the delivery business in California because it kind of tells people, hey, man, except every door trash order, you know, hidden tip, no hidden tip. What do you care? Because we're going to pay you 22 bucks anyway if you accept everything on an active hour basis. So I'm like, that's horrible. And then once I figured this out, then I started thinking about you, David. I go like, man, I wish I had that app because I'm like, I know, pretty much I know, I mean, look, if you're reasonably intelligent, you can figure out where the hidden tips are. However, why make it a guessing game, right? And, you know, there's no reason to make it a guessing game. I mean, you kind of got rid of the guessing game, and then they didn't like it, did they? No, and I think they're just, you know, to some extent, it's purposefully done as a guessing game, right? The whole idea is it's almost like a pull a slot or a casino. They're trying to do sort of this, like, gambling mentality to some extent, right, is really what's going on. And look... I, as you said before, I worked at Uber, right? I understand why the platforms are trying to do this, right? They want to balance the marketplace. They want people to, you know, take trips and have a good experience for the end customer who's ordering. I get that. But at the end of the day, how I view it is really simple. And I think a story I will tell for when I was Uber, I was guilty of this, right? Is they're just looking at it the wrong way. I understand why you're doing something, but at the end of the day, our philosophy is, If drivers are independent contractors, you should have all the information you need on whether you want to take a trip or not. And it really is just that simple. You can try to explain why you're doing it all you want. But for us, it really is a simple yes or no uh, question. That's really what we're trying to push. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you know, I agree with that 100%. But I think I saw, um, you know, on on which we're going to talk about next, about your driverrights.org, right? These companies, and I said this, publicly million times and um you know they're trying to having the cake and eat it too right you can't treat me like an employee and call me an independent contractor this has to end at some point how it's gonna end 
you know, we can talk about it, obviously if you want, but the Department of Labor stuff that's coming down, which I listened to the conference call. Uber today, earnings came out. Dara was not one bit phased about it whatsoever. He was like, ah, it's not a big deal. I'm like, okay, we'll see what happens. But to 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 you to that point that you just made, you know, if I'm an independent contractor, I made this analogy a million times on air in my articles. I have a lot of friends who are true independent contractors. They're plumbers, electricians, air conditioning contractors, right? Yeah. So if I call you and say, hey, buddy, I have a job for you, and you say, you know, as, as me, the electrician, independent contractor, I go, great, what is it? And the customer says, oh, I'm not going to tell you that until you get here. I go, what? <laughs> what kind of BS is that? So to me, you know, we're not independent. My opinion, again, simply my opinion, we're not independent contractors. Yeah, I just feel like there's there's a set of obligations that come with being an independent contractor and having an independent contractor workforce, and the company should honor those obligations, really. Yeah. So what do you think now, since we're at it, we should talk about that for a couple of minutes. You know, as you know, or may not know, I don't know how closely you follow the industry, but I'm, I'm sure you do, is... Um, major cities in the in the country. Uber tested this in about twenty five, you know, smallish, medium kind of size cities, and you know, there's a new thing called I call it UFD. UFD is upfront fares and upfront destination, right? Yep. So now I don't know if they had inside info that the building was about to collapse from Washington on them, and they brought this upon them and saying that, hey man, you know, we got to tell these people where they're going. Finally, after yes. fighting <laughs> tooth and nail, after fighting tooth and nail, which I'm sure you did too, David, in Vegas yeah. when you were setting their Vegas operations. We don't want the we don't want the driver to know where the passenger is going, but that's a true independent contractor. I want to know what the job is before I accept it if I, to see if it's profitable or not, right? And the so, logic has never changed, right? They said we don't want to tell it so that the end consumer can have a good experience. And I think what DoorDash will say is we don't want to say what the full pay is because drivers might cherry pick and the bad trips won't get taken and people will only take the good trips. Yeah. I frankly think that's a little insulting, right? Most drivers are working there to make a paycheck. And if yep. you're saying that most people would rather sit around to only fish the best stuff, to me, that just means that your normal trips are just uncompelling. Then, yep. right? So I don't think most people are just out there to work just to only try to optimize for that one good trip. That's yep. just not true. So I think yep. that's really how I view that is like, you know, I think that excuse, that's an excuse, frankly, right? Is like make your make the other trips better and that won't be the case. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, so what do you think about this, that now Uber um, on the rideshare side anyway, but they've been doing that, you know, they've been releasing the, the you know, delivery side for a while now, the, the destination or let's say where, you know, where, where you're delivering the food. Now they're doing it on rideshare. They have done it, you know, in major cities. It's going to be nationwide by the end of the year, probably. Right. So it's in L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, their top 20 markets, Chicago, Atlanta, D.C. So. Now they're giving you that information, right? So because I don't know if you know or not, we interviewed the CEO of Uber a couple of months ago, and he said, look, man, we want you to accept everything. I go, great. Then show me where I'm going. So, okay, that's part of the puzzle. Second part of the puzzle is he said, if you're not accepting because we're, our, our algo is not pricing rides correctly. Well, we've been talking about this for two, three weeks now. The algo is definitely not pricing rides correctly because you know the people's acceptance rates are absolutely crashing right now because they're looking at the job and where they're going they go like hey this is garbage i'm not going to do this right but what do you think about that are are we now quasi independent contractors because they're showing us what the job is and what it's going to pay i don't think it's quasi independent contractor i one i am i think people reached out to me they're like hey is this a good or a bad thing that the companies have done i'm like i love it yep 
this is a driver's right and you should have all the information you need to make an informed decision. And I've always said that about tip transparency is I wish we didn't have to do it. In a world in which DoorDash just gave this information away to everybody, yep. I would be a very happy person because yep. that's really how I believe that is, you know, Uber and Lyft should have always been doing that and you should always have all of that information. Now, does yep. that mean you are a true independent contractor? I don't think so yet, right? I think it's a right. step in the right direction. So if you're an independent contractor, you should have the information you need to make an informed decision, but you should also be able to use the tools you want to run your business. You should also have competition for your time. Yeah. And I think that's really what we're trying to build with this dispatch system is the idea that you should be able to use a tool to get all your jobs in one place to truly get that competition for time and that the best platform should win by paying you the most and by having a good experience, not because of the friction that they're putting on the experience for you. So the analogy I give is if you're running a restaurant, right? Uh, I can have my operating system for my restaurant and I can get a feed from DoorDash, I can get a feed from Uber Eats and I can get a feed from Grubhub that comes into my one operating system for me to run my restaurant. Why can a driver not have that? I should be able to have my operating system where I get the feeds of all my jobs into it with full information that I can then use to run my business. Right. And I think that really is what it means to be a true independent contractor is I'm in charge of my work. I have a say in the system. My time is valuable and I have the information that I need to make an informed decision. So great. Right yeah, I mean, what what Onward. do you think we're missing to be truly independent contractors? Like, OK, how about this? How about tomorrow? Uber says, OK, you know what? We're also going to allow you to name your price now for the job. You know, hey, I name it high, I name it low. A lot of plumbers and electricians, they name their price. If the, if the bid is too or the quote is too high. You know, the customer will go to the next one. I'll go hungry for a couple of days, but I'll adjust and I'll lower my pricing. And then then now I'm a true independent contractor. What would happen I think then? You should, I think you should be able to set your own parameters and your own preferences exactly. in a way that isn't just a race to the bottom in the bidding style that they've implemented here in California previously. Yep. And I also think that there should be transparency as to how, what are the parameters by which you get or don't get trips? Right. So if I have certain acceptance thresholds or cancellation thresholds, or if I maintain this, this means you get that. And I think yeah. it's too much of a black box. Even if I can set my own price, you just don't understand what the system or the game is. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what yeah. I believe. So, Steve, um, what is your relationship with Para? What, what do you do for them or with them? And um, you tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so, uh, well, David and I met, like, literally days into the pandemic. <laughs> I mean, literally, I, I mean, it was like the first or second week of April of 2020. And David was starting autonomy.jobs, which was kind of more towards the driver rights thing than it is towards Para, um, I think, especially at the time. And uh, I was fully on board with that, no, needing to know your data, needing to know transparency. Like, I've heard you guys talking about it on the show. Now they're showing upfront fares, all this. Well, why weren't they five years ago? Yeah. You know, where what, where has this been forever? Because this is all we've asked. It seems like a lot of the independent contractor fighting that's going on would go away had they simply done this. Yeah, none of that AB5 Prop 22 would be around if it was that, right? right. All the money spent, all the uh, millions of dollars. And that's the main thing, all the money wasted on both sides, but especially when they have to waste it. Because if yeah. if if the other if other states don't think that they come and, and and are taking that money out of us, other states, yeah, to balance out California AB5, what do you think we're going to do when, we, when there's unions sticking your hands in the pocket? 
Yeah. No, uh, so and, that and, was, you know, that was pre-para. Then para, like David said, when the tip transparency hit, it's like that's what it became known for. But I knew David had bigger plans. I knew that there was a lot more stuff that he just didn't expect that one thing to blow up like it did and be the, this you know the centerpiece of yeah. para. It really. No, I like, mean, but you know what though? I I think I think um, we don't have enough Davids on the planet, right? Just for the fact that either they don't have the balls to go up these you know um, giants. I don't mind. I say whatever I say. And then I get emails from, you know, Uber guys, this guy, like, oh, look at Serge said this. I'm like, I don't care, bro. I mean, what are you going to do? Deactivate me? Go ahead, deactivate me. I was like, what do I care? But I'm calling it the way I'm seeing it. And it seems like what David has done is like, it, it definitely ruffles some feathers over there, right, David? So so tell us where Para is today. Like, can we, can drivers download this still? What's happening? Yeah. Like, what are these people fighting you know, I mean, on one hand, it's kind of, you know, an oxymoron. Like one hand, they go, oh, here, you have the destination now. But on the other hand, we don't like this guy, David, because, you know, he's getting rid of tip, tip hiding, tip, what do you call it, tip baiting, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So where, 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 where is Para now? What, what what are you doing? What's going on? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So I think really what I said at the beginning of the show is we want to build what I call that personal dispatch system on behalf of the worker. But that means super practically right now is you can still connect your Uber Eats, Uber Grubhub accounts. We have Lyft and Beta right now, and you can auto accept and auto you can auto decline trips based off of the parameters you set. So you can say, hey, I don't like the dollar per mile, total dollars, all of that. And we will go through all the trips come into one feed. We give you some extra information about those trips. So we can tell you if it's in a house, an apartment, if it's an office you're delivering to. We do some of the math around net earnings, dollars per mile, etc. We have another feature that people really like, which is what we call flag offer feature. So if you got an offer from an apartment, a restaurant, uh, uh, yeah, an apartment, a restaurant, or to a place that you liked or didn't like, you can flag it. And if it shows up across any other of the platforms, we will tell you why you liked or didn't like it. So when we first launched this, it was actually sort of a negative thing. So like, hey, this restaurant didn't let me use the bathroom. Hey, this yeah. office was a bit of a pain to get to. But actually what we found was most people wanted to flag. Our number one requested thing is can I flag it for positive reasons? So actually we've seen a lot of good flagging. So this person tipped me well. This person treated me well. This person has a broken foot and tipped me well. So I would like to deliver to this person again. But just sort of these features that make cross-platform work a bit better, essentially, is sort of what we call the driver tool side of things. And on the other side of things for ParaWorks, in that vein of this personal dispatch system, really what that means is what can we do to get as many good high-paying opportunities in front of you so that we can help you accept and decline and make the most money. So on the right. ParaWorks side of things, what we basically said is, look, if you have an account with us, you have this work history. You've driven on DoorDash, you've driven on Uber, you've driven on Lyft. That's worth something to other uh, platforms that want your work, right? Yeah. So why should you have to go to this new platform and hear about them, sign up, fill out a background check, wait three days, scan the app on an ongoing basis when they don't have that many trips and for you to figure out how that fits into your platform? So what we basically said is you should be able to unlock these trips from good platforms just based off of your work history. And it should be as simple as I, uh, I'm i pre-approved for these opportunities. I click that, the pings show up in the feed, and I can just do the work. So right now we're working with roughly 12 or 13 partners in a couple cities, hoping to expand that more over the next couple months. 
just to put good opportunities in front of drivers amongst the DoorDash, Grubhub, and other work that they're doing. So what that right. looks like right now is we have lunch catering trips to e-commerce delivery to something called uh, merchandising to routes, et cetera. But our goal there really is, is can we find opportunities that you can discover that pay you more than you'd be making right now? And that's right. really uh, what we're doing there. Uh, so, you know, we all know, Steve, as you know, as well, um, you know, you have other apps, you know, I'm not going to name it there, but you know who I'm talking about, right? I mean, I think you talk on your channel quite a bit about a couple of them that exist that, you know, try to say, you know, we're going to make everything easy for the driver. We're going to tell you what your most top earnings hour are. And if you don't make that money, we're going to guarantee you the money, all this stuff. Right. Yeah. So to me, you know, in general, to me, this is my algorithm right here. I know <laughs> the flow of the city and I know where I can maximize my potential. Yeah. Now, do I need a, one of those apps? Do I need para para? Probably I do, but the rest, I don't think I do. I'm like, why? I know better than the app anyway. I mean, who cares? App was written or algos were written by a human. I can kind of figure this out in about a couple of hours when I drive. Yeah. But this is for the masses because most drivers don't even know what the heck is going on. And most of them are new. And I think it'll be a huge like leg up as opposed to just driving willy nilly, accepting every garbage chip that these yeah. people are sending him. So, Going back to that, though, once I can, uh, something popped up in my head. So as you know, David, right, the algos decide who gets what. I mean, look, I've, I've been around for seven years in the gig economy, initially yeah. with rideshare, now with delivery and everything else. And I've been throttled more times than I can remember my name. You yeah. know, hopefully what throttling means, right? So because yeah. you accept like six, you decline six Uber Eats orders in a row. Yeah. Man, for the next half hour, I'm sitting there not getting one pink. Well, yeah. I know I'm being throttled because I'm sitting in front of the goddamn restaurant, right? Yeah, you see everybody I, show up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, and not only that, the funniest thing happened to me, and we we laughed at it. It's like I'm sitting in my neighborhood in front of a super busy noodle shop, right? I see all these drivers going in and out of the noodle shop. And I'm like, I'm sitting here not getting a request. I know I'm being throttled. Guess who showed up? My wife showed up in her little <laughs> bolt and picked up an order while I'm sitting there with my app on. And I was like, how is this funny? This is not even funny. So how do you control that end of the aspect? Yeah, and I think that's why, that's why I think, you know, the auto decline, some of the other features we're building, those are important. Those make life somewhat better for people. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, the big learning that I've had is, you know, do you care about me making your life a little easier? Do you care about me predicting your income better? Or do you want to make more money? And the answer is resoundingly the third. So what happens when you're throttled, the answer needs to be you have other opportunities. And I think that's how you make it so that drivers have more of a stake in this new version of the gig economy. If you can actually bring competition for time, guess what? It's harder for the platforms to throttle you. Guess what? That actually does drive up price, right? Yep. And I think that's why ParaWorks is such an important thing. And I think that's what makes us different than other people is really what can we do to get you as many good opportunities in front of you? Because the only way to beat or push back on market-driven marketplaces is through market forces. And right. the way because, to get those market forces is by finding more opportunities for people. Right. So when I mean, you're Steve, problems, you know, Steve has been involved in the gig economy for a while too. And, and you know, you probably would agree with this. Look, I mean, so many apps now, there's an app for everything these days, right? So from dog walking to anything else, right? Yeah. So if you have all these apps and if you had ParaWorks, let's say, that's kind of figuring out where you should be, when you should be, and it takes the legwork out of it and the, the thought process. Because most people don't like it. They just want the easy money. But also, to me, the important thing is, you know, 
you know, the gig economy is like you have to work when and where there is demand. And we know there is no demand. It's 7 to 9 a.m., but there is super high demand for rideshare. So maybe, you know, then the para works will say, okay, hey, man, you got to go do the lift now with this trip with your filter. So you are so correct by saying that the hour is the most important thing in your life. That's 60 minutes. How can I make the most amount of money in the least amount of time? And well, I'd, it, I'd like to interject too on this if I can, because before we, before we move too forward, I want to say something about Paraworks, give you an example. But I also want to say to David that the flagging app, yes, the positives were a great thing, but people love flagging apartment buildings too with fourth story deliveries yep. that call for eight cases of water. They flag yep. that as no way. Do yeah. not give me this again. <laughs> yeah. No, but I also, think, yeah. I want to move into yeah. Paraworks and say that something that's already proven successful is just one example is out in California. There's a small, there's, there's smaller companies that like maybe have the end of an aisle in a supermarket and they've got a four by four display case of tortillas, whatever, but it's a small inventory count. It doesn't actually call for just a, uh, a manager or a territory manager so if the items could be counted, if the items could be replaced and the, the look could be cleaned up and a picture could be taken, you're at, you are actually able to add 8 to $12 to like an Instacart order while you're at the store. Basically, that's probably paying you the same amount, 8 to $12 for an hour shop right. for an extra, what, six minutes while you're in the store? Yeah. And you're I mean, in that I mean, same store. I mean, these are just examples of like optimizing the time. Yeah. So let's, let's, you know, switch gears for a second. And I know it's near and dear to David's heart and yours as well, uh, Steve, you know, uh, we can talk about uh, driverrights.org. So what they are, what it is, um, you know, where we are when it comes to that. I know you've been collecting signatures. So where, where things are at with that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for putting that up. I think this had started off as a change.org petition to try and get attention. Right. So I think we have 68 over 68,000 people who have signed this petition, which right. has been great. But now we're moving into sort of the next step here, which is actually formalizing an official ask. And I think it goes back to what we were all saying earlier, which is the idea of you can't, you know, you can't have your cake and not eat it, right? So you right. basically let's actually define what it means to be an independent contractor and fight for platforms to honor those obligations. Uh, so have all the information you need to take your trip. You should be able to use the tools you want to run your business. You should have a say in the system, et cetera, et cetera. And I think really where we are right now is we have, you know, people who've signed the petition that's helped us get the attention of some policymakers and, uh, and uh, you know, sort of governors, policymakers, et cetera. And where we are right now is over the next, through the end of the year, what I'm trying to do is write basically sort of a bill of rights that we're going to open up for people to be able to leave comments and just put their thoughts in there and just basically say, this is what it means to be an independent contractor. And from there, we're then going to go and go to the states and go to the places where the platforms are currently uh, fighting politically and try to give a voice to what we believe is what, you know, 70% of gig workers agree on, essentially. So I think that's uh, what we're trying to do here. That's great. Yeah. Now, you know, we had the, uh... Uh, Rideshare Drivers United a couple of weeks ago with, um, for me, I mean, I don't know if Steve, you watched that or not. Yeah. Uh, I think David is too busy to watch these things. But we had uh, Rideshare Drivers United, which are a strong group of people. They're not a union yet, but they're based out of LA with about 20,000 members. And they're practically are saying pretty much what you were saying on the driverrights.org. 
And then we had a Seattle driver who was also, he's also a union member up there. And what happened is that the legislatures, the drivers, and Uber and Lyft sat down and created this model, which I think could be really duplicated. I don't know if you're familiar with the Seattle or state of Washington model, David. They have I the highest the rates. The, I don't know the details super well, but I know. I know yeah, it. They have they have the highest rates when it comes to miles and minutes in the country. So I'll give you a quick example. So their rates as of January one is going to be dollar fifty a mile for a ride share and sixty five cents a minute in Los Angeles. Our rates are sixty cents a minute and twenty one cent sixty cents a mile and twenty one cents a minute. Then they got a whole bunch of other rides. Are you know unjust deactivation? Huh? That's before upfront fares now. Time and distance becomes irrelevant. But, you know, I'm going to talk about what Dara said during the conference call. He literally said that they're kind of based on time, miles and minutes. So I yeah. was like, wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> but but long story short, they came to an agreement. And I think it was a win-win-win. You know, customers are paying higher fares. Drivers are making money hand over fist. They have about 80% of employment rights. Then they stayed independent contractors, which 70% of the gig workers want. So I'm going like city by city, state by state, maybe most likely state by state. This thing could be duplicated, not for every city, obviously, because every city's cost of living expenses are different. But I think there is a happy medium because we don't want, like you don't want Uber and Lyft and DoorDash and Instacart to go out of business, right? Because if they do, millions and millions of people are going to lose their livelihood, right? Yeah. And to me, it's like, that's the most important thing that we got to come to some sort of an agreement with these companies as opposed to this Prop 22 bullshit Yep. AB5. Well, I'm going to call AB5 bullshit too, Steve. So yeah. I don't know. I don't oh, think thank you. Like you. Thank you. Okay. I fully right, support them. I really agree. And I think now really is the time, right? So now that the platforms are fighting in multiple states on AB5 versus Prop 22 style issues, now is the time where you have the leverage to be able to say, look, we agree <clears throat> on your stance that most drivers want to be independent contractors, but, you know, honor what that means. Yep. Right. And I think that's really the path we're trying to take is I don't hate these platforms. Right. I just think that they can do things better. I used to work at one. I know what it's like to run one. I know their life is hard. It's not that easy to build what they've built. But, you know, things have changed over the last couple of years and there's just a better way to do things. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Yep. So while you mentioned that, if you don't mind, give us some like couple of anecdotes from your time at Uber for a year and a half. You know, they don't have to be funny or whatever, but like what your working experience was like, were they putting you through 18 hour work days? And, 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 you know, to me, it's like, it's fascinating to have an insider that can speak about these things. To be honest, it was a sort of a, one of these amazing moments for me, because I was 24 at the time. And I had just started my first week uh, there. And in that first week, we were going to launch the airport. While I was there, and we were supposed to do a price cut while I was there on the first week. Yeah. Uh, and we were supposed to strike all these deals with the casinos for pickup and drop-off locations. And this right. was back then when the only pickup and drop-off software was the airport software. But the strip was effectively 45 airports all in one location. So it was a whole mess there. And I just remember having this moment where I turned to the team that had hired me and said, look, I'm like two days into the job and you want me to do all of these things. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm, I'm two days in. Uh, what, what do you want me to do? And I think there was this sort of empowering moment where I was told, look, if uh, we hired you because we trust you, Make do whatever you think is best, 
if you didn't do your research and you made an uninformed decision, we will fire you. But if you have a reason to why you do something and it makes sense and you do the analysis, do what you want to essentially. And I think to me, that was sort of this really empowering experience when I was right. that age, because I'd worked in jobs beforehand where people just don't trust somebody that age. Yeah. At the same time, that's also the problem with the company is when you have a thousand 24 year olds who are doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Uh, at some point, that doesn't that doesn't really work, does it? Right? Yeah. Too um, many headless too many headless chickens in there. But it's it's. Yeah. But you know you 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 know you you I mean you built the Vegas operations, right? Ultimately. Uh, we did. Yeah. 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 And and it must have been interesting times. I mean, you know, it was um, crazy because they have sort of a CES that would come to town. So you'd have 200,000 people all there for a conference. You'd have EDC that was an hour out into the desert that ends at 7 a.m. in the morning. How do you get how do you set that up? And the craziest one to me was always just the Las Vegas strip. Yeah. Getting a bunch <laughs> of drunk people to find their way to the back of the car park lot to find the right driver. And guess what? It's also Uber pool. So you need to get three drunk people all to show up at the same time at the back. Uh, and right. I think a lot of my craziest experiences were just trying out Uber pool as a driver at 3 a.m. on the Las Vegas Strip. I'm sure oh, yeah. you all know that, but you see the craziest stuff. You see yeah, you tasted, so you tasted your own medicine then. You tasted your own medicine because I, I, I say this all the time. I think from Dara all the way down to everybody mandatorily should get out there and drive for a week every year to, yeah. you know, to, to feel what the drivers feel because I do it. I mean, I still drive. I know what I'm doing out there, but then, you know, I don't think these execs care. They go like, Hey, yeah, there's a Uber driver. I'm like, no, bro, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of garbage out here. So you need to come out because the algo you wrote is torturing my ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And come, 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 you know, get some of your own medicine and then maybe, maybe, the disconnect that exists today in rideshare between driver communities and the top guys or coders at Uber is as wide as ever it's been. Ever. I think also it's like you can't just go and do one trip every couple months. Going no. and doing one trip doesn't mean anything. You know what I think they should do? And this is something that I actually ran this experiment with my sort of a team when they were here in person, which is you're going to go out and you're going to drive for a couple hours today, but what you eat as a team for lunch and dinner will can only be paid out of the earnings you make. Like you need to have someone have a financial stake in the driving, mm -hmm. right? Because saying, Hey, I did one trip and I took like, you know, you don't feel the pressure of having to take the right trip. You don't feel the pressure of if the trip went 30 minutes over for food delivery, why that was a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, so I agree very much with you, but I think it needs to go. Absolutely. I am, I, am I the only one picturing that? I know Chris is maybe a little bit. That, am I the only one picturing here that if if this happened, it's like the next Purge movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you know, you can't you just know, put they, these executive that what there's executive day. We're gonna have like yeah. a holiday, and you know that there's a you know imagine imagine you know the door you get a knock on the door and then it's Dara delivering my burger. <laughs> 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 I'd be like, yeah, buddy. We got to have a little Chris, chat there, DK. Come on in, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, David. That's like, Chris, what would you do if that happened? Oh, geez. If, if I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, like, it would be good <laughs> if they did that because then, I mean, the whole thing is, too, one of the things that we say to provide better service as a driver, take some rides so you know what it's like to be a on the, the other end of it, you're the passenger. So for these execs, for these workers, 
especially those that in your situation where you're like, you have to do this and come up with a plan. And, you know, we don't care what you're doing, but as long as you have the reasons and the opinions why you're doing it and the, the backup to be able to, to prove that it's good or, or bad or whatever it might be, uh, that just gives you, like you said, you have a thousand other 24 year olds or a thousand other coders who are kind of coming up with their own thing, doing their own thing. But how do they know what it's like for the particular drivers that they're affecting? So yeah, they should probably be out there testing exactly what they're doing and have that real firsthand knowledge in order to know, is this going to make a driver's life easier? Is this going to make the, the algorithm better? Is this going to make the service better overall? You know, if you can get all of those answered as a positive, then yeah, then it's probably a good thing or something should be implemented at that point. But, you know, if you go in there and you say, hey, look, I tried it out, it was something was wrong with it. I don't know what, but then you could go back to the drawing board and maybe adjust a few things to make sure it's properly working versus just, oh, here we go. Here's the rollout. And there's that. Yeah. Yeah. I also so, think there's a big difference between like knowing a problem and feeling a problem. Yep. Right. Like, you know, when you, think about a reason as to why it's annoying that's just intellectual right but like when you until you feel like personally affronted like it's just not the same right mm -hmm. uh, just not you know david there is a, there is this huge huge belief in the driver community that we are just numbers we nobody gives a shit okay one comes 10 more are ready to replace them right and that's been the Ubers, you know, and Lyfts and everybody, every one of these gig companies attitude, right? Everybody's replaceable. I'll deactivate you for whatever reason I want. And there's no recourse most of the time. I mean, right. And that's, that's where I see the, the, you know, look, I think the gig economy is great, right? And it does wonderful things. And I've interviewed a whole bunch of people and has given me new respect about the gig economy because there are people busting their asses, feeding their families, doing, you know, making money at their own time right we don't want this to go away but also the disconnect that exists between the c-suites you know and the coders and these drivers is so wide that um that the, you know uber does good things lyft does decent things and doordash may have done decent things i don't know if any but but the the, the problem is their perception is so bad the way yeah. they put things out is so bad that I'm shocked that their PR departments do such a horrible job of putting out like, like, okay, the biggest thing that has happened last two months in Uber world, Uberland is upfront destination. If people are even complaining about upfront destination, I'm going like, what is there to complain about upfront destination, man? You're seeing your, your, where you're going. That's what you wanted. They gave it to you. Now you're complaining again. So the I think thing is on, on those things, so the fair itself. Yeah, the fair, but still, you know, there has to be, maybe there is some exchange, right? But the perception is so bad that these companies are shady, they're evil, they're corrupt, they're all these wonderful worlds I can put together. And I'm going like, they're not. Like, if you were at Uber, if I was Uber, man, I would be doing the same shit that they're doing today, okay? <laughs> I have my, my, because my, my, you know, opinion of what i need to do is diametrically opposed to what the driver wants driver wants more money uber goes i gotta charge more and pay less how do i, I figure do that really out? believe in sort of viewing it from the wrong angle and i can give you a story from when i was there yeah. so when i was there i did a lot of driver incentives right so we did stuff from you know 
do X trips to get Y payout. We experimented with almost like a lottery where every trip you'd get a ticket and somebody would win $20,000 a week, right? Uh, th that was always a fun phone call to make. I'd call someone and be like, hey, you got $20,000. And, you know, that was always nice. Uh, uh, we ended up not doing that because it ended up being the best performing incentive and everybody loved it. But frankly, only three people would get $20,000. And before that, we were spending $200,000 a week on incentives. So it was one of those where we saved a lot of money, but that didn't feel right. But we did a lot of these large-scale driver incentives. And to, for me, I was sitting there on a computer, crunching numbers in Excel. You know, to me, it was sort of like running a bunch of tests to determine what made the most sense, right? And when I let, was in the process of leaving Uber, some driver reached out to me and said, you know, like, I felt like I was being played guinea pig with. I'd done many more trips than my friend, but my friend was getting incentives that were three times more than mine. Every week we felt like we were being jerked around with, like what was going on? I'm like, wow, I guess I just never really thought about it that way. Yeah. For me, I was just running a large scale experiment, tweaking a bunch of numbers to try and get an outcome. And I just never really thought about this other perspective. Right. Yep. And I think really that's the same thing when I go back to the DoorDash situation. It's almost exactly the same thing. We're exactly. tweaking a bunch of things to try and balance the marketplace, but you're completely missing the main viewpoint into it. Yeah. Because, um, you know, so all these execs, all these coders, and including your, I'm, I'm sure you're a software engineer, right? So they enjoy their services as consumers very much, but they don't know that if there is no drivers, you're not getting your burrito. Nobody's taking you to LAX. Nobody's doing any of this for you. So I think that's what the, 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 the disconnect is, that these guys still think the gig economy will survive without drivers. I call biggest bullshit on that on the planet. Yeah. There is no drivers. There is no gig economy. Please treat these people with more respect and, and potentially more earnings. But the thing is, that disconnect is as wide as ever, and, and I can't – I don't know why. I don't know why – that still exists. And I think that's really why what we're doing here is, you know, these sort of integrations to the platforms without their permission is ideally the platforms would do this and allow people to build their own settings and have a way for them to do that. But really, I think that's what ties together a lot of what we're doing at Pair and the driver's right thing is doing these things is a fundamental right. And be it officially or unofficially, we will do what we can to help people be able to do this. Fight gonna... fire with fire. Fight yeah. fire with fire right there. I'm, I'm telling you, man, you know, so, but, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I can spend all day with you, but I, I'm sure you're a busy man. So where can we download Para? What is it on Android, iOS? Uh, yeah. It's on Android, it's on iOS there? with Para.com. If you search up Para also in the App Store, uh, it took a while, but it should be the uh, number one or number two there. If you search it on the App Store and it shows up now. Uh, and same thing, I'm always happy to hear from listeners. So if you ever just want to shoot me a note, it will take me a while to get back, but I generally will. Sort of david at withpara.com. I just want to take this chance really quickly, just rib Steve a little bit. Go ahead. So the last advice I also had for some of these platforms is like, listen to people who, com uh, who complain or yell. <laughs> because when people complain or yell, it's because they care. And there's general and they want things to be better. If people didn't care, they would just stop it. And I say that sort of as a joke because how I met Steve was I had this, we built this unemployment tracker that was online. And this guy wrote to me, he's like, hey, your your unemployment tracker is wrong. It's crap. 
right? I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, this is wrong. I'm like, okay. And then like, you know, a couple hours later, he's like, this is wrong. This is out of date. Like, this thing is shit, right? And then I'm just like, okay, this is sort of annoying. What's going on? And then, you know, over the course of a couple of days, this guy kept telling me everything was wrong. And at that point, I was like, hey, do you want to help me work on it? And he's like, yeah. And he took it and he ran. And that's how I met Steve, right? And we've been working together on things ever since. Yeah, that's so. my story with Harry. That's how I did it. Remember, you know, I told you that, right, Harry, Steve? Because I, I was the biggest yeah. pain in Harry's ass, the founder of Rideshare Guy, for a year or two. And I was like, hey, this is crap. Why you wrote is not factual. It's garbage. You people don't even drive. What do you know about any of this? He goes, man, we can't keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? Ultimately, now we're working together. But yeah. but no, you know, great relationships start all that way, adversarial. But then now you're on the same team. And I mean, so for everybody, I mean, the, you know, we'll put everything in the show notes, uh, links, you know, to your uh, the, the app store or whatever we need to do. We'll do it for you. And um, ultimately, I think you, it's a great thing that you're working on. And I have zero, zero um doubt that you're going to be successful as long as i know you raised some funds so hopefully uh you know we can fight these guys with a little bit more fire than than you did before um one other thing that i know i read about which may or may not be true but i'll take your input before you go is you know a lot of you look on internet i'm learning this internet thing i've been only doing this for six months and i'm already sick of the internet you know what i'm saying so <laughs> so uh, i i like writing i like writing and reading as opposed to watching things right? <laughs> but people's attention spans are zero these days they're down to 15 seconds of a tiktok video i'm like garbage <laughs> but call me old world i've read a lot about you know people getting deactivated off of doordash because they use para and yeah. you've been pretty straight up about it right and then so it, it is that true? Is that is a potential possibility? Or because this is people's livelihood, right? I mean, we always suggest don't do one app, do multi-apping. So if you lose one for some reason, you can have five other ones that you can depend on. Yeah. So what's happening with that situation? So uh, very clear on our end, we've always been upfront saying that this may be a violation of the terms of service. Okay. Uh, then again, DoorDash can selectively decide what they want to enforce on the terms of service. And we also believe that that's an unfair terms of service. But to be very clear, we take every single one of these reports super seriously. Every single one that has ever been flagged or brought to our attention, we have investigated deeply with back and forth. And to my knowledge, nobody has been deactivated for using Para on DoorDash. We've had people who've written in who've had accounts suspended for other reasons. But then again, uh, what happens is people follow up and the account gets reactivated. And it's usually not because of Para. We've noticed a couple things generally. If you have multiple phone numbers or accounts under multiple phone numbers, that's caused a lot of issues. We've seen some issues with sort of like Uber and Uber black accounts, if you've had sort of a legacy account, et cetera. But as far as I can tell, and we've looked into every single one of these, Para hasn't been the reason anyone's been deactivated. I think it's just a nature of 270,000 people have used the system. Some people get deactivated. And if you happen to have used Para, I understand why you'd be a bit skeptical that it's us. But uh, that you think we would have caused it. But as far as I'm aware, nothing has happened. And I do, I do want to go back to what I said earlier, which is I don't think the platforms would, because I think that just isn't smart on their end, right? If they were to go and start deactivating people for using something like this, you know, it goes back to the, are you really then an independent contractor if I can't right. use it I want to run my business? But let's, right. let's be honest, they deactivate the wrong people on a, che on a checker background check. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. not even the right person. Your deactivation chances are just a roll of the dice. My my DoorDash account got deactivated 
three, two, three months ago. And I was like, man, they finally caught me. I mean, my email is on David at withterra.com. So I'm shocked they didn't catch me until now. Uh, but what happened was I wrote to them. I'm like, hey, I got deactivated. I challenged it. And they're like, oh, sorry, this was a mistake. Your account's back. Right. And I had been on a trip with for a while. Right. So I'm just like, yeah. I, I don't understand. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, so I thank you for coming on. If you guys want to stick around. So, Steve, we got to talk to you for a few minutes. So, tell us about all the stuff you do, your podcast, your the radio stuff that you do. I know you interviewed Harry. You know, I left you alone on that one, right? I didn't take you down on that one. You know that one, right? I think he's frozen now. Hold on a second. Is he frozen? Yeah, I think he's yeah, right at his right at his moment. Right, right when his time's wrong. Right. This, this is so bad, Steve. This is just bad. <laughs> okay, we'll just talk to well, David. You know <laughs> Let's go into the one topic that David we wanted to actually bring you yes. on and talk about. Um, and hopefully then Steve will either be fixed, uh, come back, or the glitch in the matrix will uh, be okay. So um <laughs> all right. <laughs> let, we'll move there. Um, so right now, uh, we have a decentralized platform that is coming out. So the Uber of Web3, um, which is uh, Decentralized Engineering Corporation, or DEC, is coming up with this thing called TRIP. And not TRIP, the other one that we know, know and uh, have heard about but haven't in quite a while. Um, this is a different thing. This is the rideshare yeah. protocol uh, is what it's supposed to be for. Um, so Sergio, if you want to uh, yeah. talk about this, because yeah. I know you you were well, looking at this. Do you article. have Do you have time to hang on, David, or do you? Yeah, I got I got a couple minutes here. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I read this. I thought this was fascinating to me. Right. I mean, I'm a huge believer of of the blockchain. I know it's been used for some nefarious stuff, but hey, you know everybody has their pains when they're growing up, right? And and you know and the fiat currency that the that is the us dollar i think is garbage and people just made toilet paper out of it although it's very strong around the world these days because the other currencies are more garbage than the us dollars my opinion only again so these were these these people were also um at uber right so they raised nine million which is nothing right if they raised like 900 million then i'd be like okay now we can compete the reason i think Nobody has challenged Uber or Lyft in the rideshare world. I mean, globally, they have DDs and, you know, all these other companies have challenged it, but not in the U.S. The reason for that is barriers to entry is very, very expensive, right? I mean, it's just, you, got, you know, look, tomorrow I can create a driver drive, rideshare app. I can get all the drivers I want because all the drivers are so sick of the way they're being treated anyway. But the problem is getting the passengers on, right? How do we do the marketing? All the billions you guys spent while you are Uber to get them, you know, uh, underpriced, use the VC money, subsidize fantasy land, all that good stuff, right? So to me, this, I think, a peer-to-peer, -peer, getting rid of Uber as the middleman, I think is something that's doable. Uh, and, you know, it's on the Solana network. I don't know if you follow, um, you know, obviously you must, but blockchain technology or, you know, different networks like Ethereum or whatever. And, and to me, this is this should be this should have been done a while ago, but I think this may be the first one, first shot across the bow of these two companies, as far as rideshare is concerned. What do you think about this? Do you think this is doable? Do you think this is this is I any think future? The direction is good. The question I have is, you know, blockchain is just the technology, right? Right. Uh, so the question is, what will they offer? 
that is compelling to either the riders or the drivers involved, right? Like, is this going to be at the same price? Is it they're not going to take a cut? And I think where I really view it is, you know, if you're focused on the customers, you can say the customer wants to pay less and the driver wants you to take less of a cut. But for a lot of customers, there's an expectation of customer support. There's an expectation of, uh, you know, some sort of managed layer of services that still comes. So really, I think that's sort of the bet we're making here at Para is that where the change needs to happen is by giving the drivers that ability to write back to the system. Right. Uh, so what I view it as what we're trying to do is call it half, you know, some sort of stepping stone between what you have now to this fully decentralized world. So right. I guess uh, without knowing too much about the details, I support the direction. I just don't know if this will cause any meaningful change in the short term. Yeah, short term, I don't think I agree with you. I don't think short term anything is going to happen. But um, I've, I've said this two years ago. Actually, I wrote an article, disruptors disruptors will get disrupted one day because there is somebody is going to figure out a better mousetrap and put it out there. You know, like Chris correctly said, trip, the other trip, T-R-Y-P, ended up being a multi-level marketing scheme. There is another one around the country now, which is called Empower. You know, they're trying to get it off the ground, but you need billions and billions of dollars. The only reason Uber and Lyft are here or DoorDash is here because they had the VC money, right? All those, all those billions, right? If you don't have those with $9 million, I think it's chump change. I think that's like two weeks of uh, expenditure. So, but at some point, the P2P without a middleman, I think is a workable idea. I think getting rid of why should Uber take half of what, what the passenger pays? That way you can lower the fare, you know, passenger pays less and driver keeps all of it. You just created the transaction on the blockchain. I think it's a doable idea, but, you know, I, I'm sure it will have a lot of growing pain. Steve, we lost you, like right when you were about to, you froze, <laughs> right? So, yeah. you know, I was going to, I mean, I was asking you, um, tell us your, about your podcast, your all the multi things that you do, your radio show that you do where people can find you because, you know, we've known each other for a while now and I did one of your podcasts. So, um, and tell us, tell us all about that. Yeah, sure. So, um, I've been doing a website for coming up on six years now, and I'm not going to say its name because you can just go to rideshare now and that will redirect you to there. And I'm kind of rebuilding that. So just, just if you don't pay attention to the landing page name, because it makes it sound too much rideshare. But so rideshare will take you there. You can get to all the podcasts. You can go to any podcast player. Um, I seem to cover a different uh, genre than a lot of the other creators. You know, I'll talk about things like Curry and other apps that work for me shipped and I'll do my experiences, but my channel isn't ride alongs or vlogs or this or that. I do a lot of more deep dive pieces looking into why and what what is coming down the pipe. So like, I'm always the person trying to foresee the future a little more, but not just guess fully, like throw darts at it, but more take the pieces that I'm getting and collectively, collectively put them together and say, Hey, this is only going to be this. And then I confirm it with other people. So there's a lot of, on my channel, I feel like there's a lot of different content you might get. You know, there's a lot of pieces on independent contractorship on different platforms. Um, problems we found with DoorDash, just anything but it's it's not all negative it's not all positive it's just it's a different type of channel but it definitely belongs in the gig space 100 percent. but you know I've, i watch your channel obviously you know you're like the more adult version of the gig, gig tubers right they're all these, these funny little things little clickbaity things and 
you know they get into pissing races top dasher side dasher whatever but when the bigger in the bigger picture it's not really that important you guys got to support each other and have one voice to fight these you know behemoths i mean otherwise and then now you have a guy like david creating an app that kind of maximizes your every living minute while you're on these apps then you know hey all power to you guys but you know, yeah, I I feel like you and us are like the adult version of the gig economy. As opposed, I mean, to if we on... lose our independent contractor rights, there's none of these other channels matter at all. Yeah, nothing matters. Yeah, and because that, that but so, you know, that I see thing, I don't know. I think that's going to be put to a test because uh, me too. And it's gonna it's gonna take a while for everything to. It's not gonna. Ha I mean, it could. You can look at it all different kinds of ways, but nonetheless, I feel like that's my channel. Isn't it's not like a, a trying to scare you tactic. But no, it is no. some realities of what's coming down the road. Yeah, you and, talk a lot about legislature that's in the pipe. You, you talk about, talk I mean, about which it. is valid things, man. You know, politicians, you know, still yep. rule the country and they may do some weird shit, you know. What, what I love Steve does too is like you've brought on people who take the opposing side. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So even on this sort of IC, uh, you know, full time employee type on your channel, you've brought on people to have a reasonable debate with. Yeah. Right. I, I'm still like everybody still questions how I had Vita Dubal for an hour one on one. <laughs> you know, and you guys, you guys are both alive after that interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We just didn't see eye to eye on things, but we talked. That's yeah. what adults do. They talk. That's yep. yeah. She's I mean, I've had her too, and she's you know, she has her own point of view. And you and I okay. don't see eye to eye with her. <laughs> but oh, no, we it's, don't. No, but we it's don't. a it's an adult discussion, though. Absolutely. There's things to be taken away from that discussion. So. Absolutely. You know, look, voices have to be heard on both sides. There's no point in shutting voices down. I mean, you know, you can call me all the names in the world. If you have a valid point, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to change my mind. I'm not going to sit here and just bang the drum saying that, oh, this is the worst. I'm like, no. And I used to be more negative on the gig economy. I think the gig economy is a great tool for people to better their lives and make some money. Or working towards a plan B or whatever they are, or some full timers who do it full time, grind it out, make money, whatever they do. Hopefully, they're saving their money. But I think overall, you know, it, it's a wonderful space to be involved in. And um, David, I mean, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I really, I could talk to you for like another three days, but I know you have. <laughs> You have these two evil empires to fight. <laughs> no, 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 I appreciate that. See, see, I'm not worried about calling him evil empire because I've been doing that for five years. I go, Uber is the evil empire. Lyft is a dysfunctional little sister. I go, there you go. I'm like, okay. So if Uber is watching this, I love you guys, you know, because you, <laughs> you present all these opportunities because I interviewed one of the Uber top guys three days ago, four days ago. I'm like, hey, man, we'll have like a relationship here. We got to give and take a little bit. Not everything is great in Uberland, but not everything is awful in Uberland as well. You know what I mean? So, no, I agree. Just thank you so much for having me. And, you know, I'll take you up on that offer to talk three days at some other point. So, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> take care, everyone. That was good. Thank you. All right, Steve. So, you, I hope you stay on. If you want to stay on, you're more than welcome to stay on. And now we're going to do our usual song and dance and talk about these wonderful things. And uh, if you want to leave, leave whatever you want. But as long as you stay, I want your input in some of these things. I know you don't. Do you drive quite a bit these days or no? Like, do you do rideshare? I, I have not gone back to rideshare, but my reasons are not no longer pandemic reasons. It's more that you got, I have to have better pay offers because I have other apps I work that pay me better. Yep. yep. I'm, a, I'm about the yeah. money. I'm, I don't care. I don't, you know, when you're doing gig work, the work is the work. Yep. 
Like some people are like, yeah, but with Curry, you got to lift stuff. And okay, but I'm I'm willing to lift stuff for three times the pay. So I just exactly, exactly. Sorry, that's the difference. So exactly, I hundred percent agree with you. You know, everybody wants today. You know, open my mouth, put the food in there. I'm like, it's not going to work like that. You got to do some work eventually, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all about like, you know, like this show. Show me the money. That's what I'm going to yeah. follow. I'm going to follow mm-hmm. that money. Hundred percent. If an app Next comes time. around that pays me three times curry, I'm gone from curry. You got to go where it's showing you the money. And if rideshares, you know, food delivery is one thing. Rideshare, but for the most part, will pay you better. Like order, order, ride to ride when you compare it that way. But there are other apps out there where you can make a lot more money. And if you want to invest your time into that because you are going to get a bigger return, that's where you should go. You shouldn't be stuck in this cycle of going to, you know, turning on your DoorDash app, no orders coming on, turning on rideshare, whether that's Uber and Lyft, and then trying to make a buck that way. But yet, like you say, Curry, if it's paying you three times more, you go there. That's where the money's at. That's where you should be. And then you put on these apps during the slow times when you're not getting three times the pay. So you can still offset some of that dead time. We got my, but I think Para is doing the right thing, right? I mean, you know, it's like that's like an encyclopedia of the of the apps. <laughs> they go like, "Hey, man, this is where the money is right now." But in half hour from now, this may not be where the money is, and this is where the money is. And human brain is not set up that way because we're like, you know, we like comfort. We don't like change. So if you're gonna do the gig world, bro, you gotta change a lot. You gotta change yeah. a lot. There's like 50 apps out there. Some are small. Some are coming up. Whatever they are. It's not just right. Yes, rideshare is the largest one, and delivery is the largest two parts of the gig economy. We're not going to deny that, but you know there is other services that that you can just log on and make money with while you're suffering with with Uber and Lyft or DoorDash. You know that garbage that they play with. So I'm like, yeah. I'm, I mean, I've, I'm I've spent hours on the phone with David every single week since the pandemic started, and the fact that I mean, I got to say, it's probably the None of us have a story from the first month of the pandemic of, hey, I got this one really cool thing that happened. Yeah. No, <laughs> but I, I can honestly I... say that I had one. You know, I had the fact that I met David and that we did and we clicked and a lot of, and we just got to know each other before all this happened. So, yeah. Thank you for facilitating that, that uh, bringing him on. I, you know, I appreciate it. I owe you one. So, because uh, I wanted to have him for a while. And, uh, but you have the contacts, so I'm like, hey, you played the agent on that one. You get your 10%. <laughs> you get your 10% of <laughs> nothing. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Harry will send you a sticker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I already got a hat, so. Okay. Oh, shit. No, <laughs> You're way ahead of the game, bro. You're way ahead of the game. Yeah. Polo. So, yeah. So, all right. Let's get into the shit show. <laughs> okay. After, well... David, after David is like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, right. I mean, Let's just start with the big news of the, yes. today. Yes. Uh, and you, you, everybody watching might think it's the Uber Pro rewards. We're getting to that. Trust me, we're getting to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something there was more, a comment. It, Mr. Gambit says uh, 1,800 trips for six. No, it's not 1,800 trips. 1,800 points, Mr. Gambit. I got the same thing. I'm platinum. First time ever in yeah. my career. <laughs> but here, a, here's I'm, the I'm, thing. I'm, I'm, Here's the thing. We'll, we'll get all into this in a minute. So no, this, is just a side, this is just a just like a, right. a little little teaser. When it comes yeah. to that, amounts may vary. So you might get six hundred. Another person I've seen only is getting three fifty. There's others that are getting two fifty. So really? I've already seen a number of different uh, numbers and really? stats already. 
I got yeah. 600, bro. I got well, 600. There's different areas. Well, I don't, I, I, sorry, I didn't get 600. I got nothing. <laughs> there you, go. you got nothing. You got a year to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. Bullshit. So, yeah, over. <laughs> there, there's a, it, it basically comes down, read the fine, fine print, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the yeah. other news that's okay. going on, Uber's yeah. earnings. Yes. Morning. There's my notes. <laughs> I listened to the conference call <laughs> twice. I'm going to do this fast. So listen up. This is less than Wall Street 101. Uber reported another loss, $1.2 billion. They lost um, $512 million came from uh, equity investments in DD. They sold Zomato for a huge loss. You know, they hold on to these other companies because when they exited China and Russia, they ended up taking stakes in these companies, and we know what's happening to those companies, so they're just losing their asses on that. But at some point, they're going to write these things down to zero. Then there is no more loss. But the other big part that's not in here that I came out of the conference call, which I talked to a couple of analysts about, is they have $486 million for stock options for their executives. And that's Adam, Adam, those two and a couple hundred million in other stuff, they came up with a $1.2 billion loss. However, business is performing, is hitting, engine is hitting on all cylinders. Mobility is doing great. Delivery is doing great. Uh, Uber One is getting major traction. Now, this is from Dara, okay? He's, he's always very positive, great salesman, like, you know, whatever. But the proof is in the pudding. The the stock was up 14% today on a down day. Look, I think Uber will be free cash flow positive, which they are quite a bit at the moment. This EBITDA stuff will go away. If everything continues and the macroeconomics don't get into the situation, meaning inflation doesn't hurt people's pockets, they stop spending on burritos and, and $30, you know, three-mile trips, shit's going to hit mm -hmm. the fan. Otherwise, at the moment, this engine is primed and is hitting on all cylinders. You know, gross bookings were up, revenues were up, even the driver earnings were up. Dara said on active hour, average driver earnings in the US is 36 bucks an hour. You all can go listen to the conference call free. It's on the website, on the Uber investment website. He said that again, 36, he said, 36 per active hour. That includes tips and incentives, people. And that's active hour. That means engaged hour in Lyft world. That means, mm -hmm. you know what that means, right? So, I mean, stock, you know, company is hitting on all cylinders. Everything is going wonderfully well, barring a slowdown in the economy, a recession, because none of these companies have faced a recession. So here's the notes I took, the 36 hour I told you guys about. He said pickup ETAs are down to six minutes as well, and surge is also going down. For Uber, that's a good thing. For drivers, that's a horrible thing. The reason mm -hmm. for that is happening, he said, there are more drivers on their platforms than ever before. Their attrition rate is going down. They're sticking around more. They're working more because, again, the macro economy is hurting people, obviously inflation, and they're out there driving to make a couple hundred extra bucks to put food on the table. And they're doing it. So actually, that part of the economy is helping Uber with driver supply. They have no problem with driver supply. So therefore, they're cutting the incentives as well because they don't have to pay, you know, higher quests for people to get out because they have plenty of drivers. Um, upfront front destination is having great success, he said. I'm like, of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. They hit on the fuel surcharge. He said fuel surcharge staying for the time being. 
unlike Lyft, he even mentioned Lyft. And he said, we're going to keep it. And uh, I think, we, you know, we are the chosen platform. He said that too. And you know what? I agree with him. You have upfront destination. Okay, forget upfront fares. We'll talk about that next week. Upfront destination, Lyft doesn't have it. Why the heck would I drive for Lyft? Unless I'm platinum yeah. or or some other diamond or whatever the heck I am. Uber is or giving if it they're to you showing you money with in the area. Huh? I said, or if they're showing you the money with and you use that stay within area filter. Yeah. Yeah. That's that man, that thing is gold. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll talk about that next week. And then um, so he says retention is at an all-time high. Onboarding, they're constantly onboarding new drivers with less cost because of the macro economy. People have to make more money. So they are, you know, we call it oversaturation or flooding the market. They're not doing it on purpose. They don't need more drivers. This is about people are signing up right and left because barriers to entry is easy and people need to make more money because their W-2s mm -hmm. are not paying enough. And here is the big one. Two analysts asked them about the double algo. Okay. <laughs> one of the analysts is I consult for. And he had the balls to go, hey, Dara, he goes, what, what about's happening with the algorithm <laughs> on the upfront, on upfront destinations? This is Dara's answer. I wrote it down. He goes, we got rid of minutes and, you know, uh, uh, mile, miles and minutes. And he goes, there are four things, he said, that are figuring into the pricing. He said the same thing, by the way, Chris. He goes, we have to price trips correctly if we don't want people to um, decline trips. He mm -hmm. said, UFD is calculating the, 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 out of the 60 things that are in that black box algo, the four most important ones that get the weight of a pricing of a trip. He said, how many drivers are in the area? So that's what number one thing that the algo is looking at. So with the macroeconomics and every, you know, eight drivers at every corner, right? So the algo is looking at it like, I'm not going to price this too high because there are eight drivers. If one doesn't take it, the other one's going to take it. That's number one. Number two, how many drivers are at destination? Okay, that's the number two that the algo is looking at. The um, distance and duration of the pickup. It says the algo is going to price a ride lower if you're only picking up half a mile away, three minutes away, versus if it was five miles away and 15 minutes away. So that was, those trips are, the algo is going to price higher. I'm not buying that. And the last thing he says, we're going to price trips higher if we think this driver is going to suffer a lot of dead miles coming back from a trip, which I knew was a lie. Because we know on longer mm -hmm. trips now, Uber is, Uber is paying 20 to 30 percent less, right? All these trips that we see, 130 miles for 80 bucks and shit like that, right? So, but mm -hmm. nobody challenged him on that, but they at least asked him that question. So, bottom line, Uber is doing fantastically well. They're not getting rid of the fuel surcharge yet. So, people relax. Um, and, uh, you know, mobility bookings are up, delivery gross bookings are up, revenues are up. And lastly, Uber put $10.8 billion into drivers' pockets, they call it earners, in the last quarter. And that money went into the economy, people, because people put that in their bank accounts and went and bought food and paid their rent and all kinds of good things happened because, because that was $10.8 billion with a B. And Uber did 1.95 billion trips last quarter 
up from 1.875 billion where we did our uber math chris remember that one nickel and dime business yeah i was just gonna ask what, what, how much is a d extra dime that they take when, with uh, 1.95 1.95 it's 195 million now <laughs> yeah. 195 so, million dollars uh, extra just by nickel and or by diamond your drivers timing baby timing so uh, everything is wonderful uberland uh no worries stock has responded the executives were very happy the way the company is performing and you know it was like a good call i listened to it twice um i wish they had asked some other questions but of course you know they have to be polite they can't ask any of that stuff so yeah. there you go there this, you go this is on the 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 investor side of things so if you're an investor yeah. you're, you're you're happy if you're a driver yeah. You're not going to be not so happy. happy. Not happy. Because not happy. For not happy. for me personally, yeah. Over the the last three weeks, I've noticed each week, every single time, those two different promotions that come in, your weekday and your weekend quests, they're oh, just dropping. Like the one I have right now, you're getting a dollar extra, which is what it used to be like a few garbage. months ago. Then it started rising again. Um, garbage. And give you know they they were giving some extra bonuses on top of that. So yeah, they're garbage. yeah they've completely did away with it. Um, I mean, obviously, Halloween weekend uh, was this past weekend, and you know, it wasn't good, Chris. Weekend. It was the worst Halloween. It was the worst Halloween. It was, it was bad. I only, I only drove, drove on Saturday, huh? Uh, it depends on where you were, because certain places where you are, you know, the different parties going on. Um, you know, if you add the mix like DoorDash or Uber Eats into it, you could have gotten out there and made some money. I, I only drove on Saturday last year. I made 65 bucks an hour on Uber. And this, this year, I didn't even turn my Uber app on because Lyft <laughs> was showing me the money, right? But um, yeah, I and, and you know, the 1.95 billion trips, people, you got to respect that, okay? They squeeze 1.95 billion trips into their system. That's insane amount of trips. What do you say, Steve? <laughs> you, what do you think? The company is doing well. I think the company is doing well. I think globally, they're going to do well. I don't. I don't see them back, and I, I I don't know where Lyft is now. <laughs> I, oh, really Lyft, Lyft. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. I one trick pony. I mean, yeah. it's it's nice there's, that it's... they're still around just to pretend like they're competing. But uh, yeah, Chris. By the way, uh, you know uh, they they uh, you know I got in uh, right after I sent all these to you. Chicago has upfront Lyft now. Orange County has upfront Lyft now, and San Francisco has upfront Lyft now. Overnight, they just showed up. So they're coming. Yeah, I, think, I think that's what you're gonna you're gonna start seeing. I think they're just gonna start popping it up in different areas. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna do it right on Monday morning when the new pay period starts, or if they're just gonna kind of do it like Uber did it on a Thursday. Uh, yeah. Their their latest round when when you finally got the upfront fares, they did it at what like two p.m. on a on Thursday. a Thursday or something, where everyone in the morning is getting hold and like you're lying to yeah. us. No, we didn't lie. You just got to wait. They didn't say exactly yeah, yeah. when they were going to do it. They rolled it out at time. But um, yeah, you're going to see, you're probably going to see Lyft doing the exact same thing. And I would bet, I would put, probably put money on it that they'll have upfront pay in nearly all markets by the end of the year as well, too. Because yeah. from what yeah. I've heard, Lyft, has, uh, Lyft hasn't been doing too well with uh, Uber's upfront earnings. And that's kind of why yeah. they've been pushed to do it. But you know what? The good thing is that though in LA, nobody's driving for Lyft. This upfront showed up, right? Because I call it UFT now, and I send people emails. UFT goes, "What is UFT?" It goes, upfront fares and destination. So let's just do, make an acronym, UFT. But nobody's driving for Lyft, and Lyft is surging like shit. So I go like, "Oh, thanks. I'll just drive for Lyft now because it's surging, right? Because it's not too many. They don't have enough drivers." So I'm like, "Hey, 
Um, yeah, I, I give, you know, Uber credit here. Man, think about the size of the system, Steve. 1.95 billion individual trips, bro, in three months. That comes to 21 million trips a day. Every I'm, literally, day. I'm literally trying to remember that time when Lyft was in Canada and they were going to go to the UK. And then I was like, okay, now they'll get into food space and then grocery. And they didn't do any of it. They can't do it. They don't have the manpower. They don't have the money. And I think I think the best and the brightest working at Uber and they come up with all this stuff first and fast. They have the manpower. But look, Lyft is going to come. They're going to compete again. I think at some point Lyft is going to disappear. Um, Uber has everything going for themselves, really. Deliveries yeah. is, is good. Rideshare is good. All they have I to do is they ask them, you know, how do you see those shit coming around the recession? They go, look, which we do our channel checks. We don't see any slowdown. Everybody's paying for higher mm-hmm. fares and everybody is enjoying the burritos. I'm like, hey, okay. Did anybody <laughs> break did anybody break down on the earnings anything about uh um the grocery space for Uber now? Corner shop? It's coming up. Actually, actually they talked about that. So they said uh the deliveries are up about 10% from the existing Uber Eats and Uber Rideshare customers. So they're getting some traction. But, but they talk more about Uber One, which is their subscription service. And they said that's doing really well. They're up to 10 million members. FYI, um, the growth of MAU or MAPCs, they call it in the acronym world. MAU is monthly active users or MAPCs, monthly active paying customers. They're up to 124 million. U.S. adult population is about 165 million. You know, if you took all the elderly and the kids out, babies out. So their scale have reached to pretty much 80% of the U.S. population who could use Uber for any service, right? right. And the last quarter, they were at 122 million. This quarter, they're 124 million. So they gained a little bit on that. But now they said their purpose is top line is perfect. It's growing still. We just got to make sure we drop all that top line into our bottom line. And there comes your nickel business, nickel and dime business. A dime, a dime <laughs> on each chip, baby. That's an extra billion a year. There you go. And yep. they were very positive on Uber ads, by the way. They they were couldn't speak highly enough of it. That's going to bring in another billion dollars while you're fucking driving to the airport. You have to see, you know, American Airlines uh, advertising or some other advertising. You're going to LA while you're flying Frontier. Yeah, but here, when is uh, Lyft's earnings coming out? On the seventh, okay. yeah, DoorDash is Thursday. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see see Lyft because you know, Steve, you've said on your 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 podcast a couple of times too. Like, I I don't know where they're gonna go. I I think they're just gonna get absorbed, whether it's DoorDash or somewhere else. Um, I I think they're gonna end up you know being bought out. And but at this point, what's buying them out even mean? Like, are you buying the database because everybody has a has that DoorDash has that database and then some? <laughs> like, yeah, no, but if, you want, if DoorDash ever wanted to get into rideshare, uh, you know, yeah, maybe they could, yeah because yeah, that, yeah. that's going to be an expansion for them. DoorDash is only delivery now, right? So if they want to get into it, I mean, their data is valuable. The company is only worth like five billion. They can probably pop it for seven billion, give some premium to the shareholders. They cannot compete with Uber. I mean, come on, you know. No, like, no. I just feel like what's the per what's the purpose at this point? Like, yeah, if you bought out Lyft, I feel like it's more just to just to get them off the, just to get them out of there. It's not like yeah, you're just, really you you don't get any buildings, you don't get any FF and E, you don't get any yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You've got you've got no value. Just to get into the ride share space to, to compete with Uber. What's the point of that? I don't think that's going to happen. I think yeah. it's going to be more like an autonomous vehicle company, like a Waymo or somebody like that is going to come grab them because they have all the mapping out, out done already. I don't think it's going to be DoorDash. DoorDash actually, um, look, I, I do my channel checks and uh, as much as Uber, Uber Eats or, you know, they said everything is going well. Without a doubt, average order value and frequency of orders are going down, and DoorDash is not doing well this quarter. So, you know, uh, I mean, look at the stock price; it's down to forty-five bucks a share from four hundred. So, to me, it's like DoorDash is in a precarious position. I don't think they have the money or the willpower to buy Lyft and fix whatever is going on around there. So, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, it'll, so be, it'll be interesting to see though over the next uh, year or so what position Lyft is in. I, I had earmarked a, a thing about uh, Grubhub before Prime, Grubhub and Lyft. But, uh, <laughs> Grubhub is no, gone. But, Grubhub you know, is I just, I, and now here it is, and I know that exactly what Amazon's doing. Amazon's trying to, you know, just they're watching it play out before they just level out Grubhub and take it. Yeah, I think they'll own all of it at some point, you know. But to me, it's like, you can't compete with Uber. I mean, everybody knows in this space now. DoorDash is trying to compete with Uber in the delivery side because, you know, they're doing the Dash Marts. They're doing Dash Pass like Uber One. They're doing, you know, now they're getting into or kind of getting into the supermarket shop and deliver space just like Uber is. Uber is just too powerful, man. And they have, they said they raised their um, um, restaurant base um, to 870,000 globally. That went up about 11%. So they're still signing on new restaurants. I mean, look, the company is doing exactly what they should be doing. The only thing they're not doing is making actual money. They're making fake money <laughs> called Evita money. They're not making yeah. gap money, but that's going to happen pretty soon. If things go the way they are and we don't go into a nasty recession, I think Uber is going to be a profitable company. So. I mean, DoorDash lost their ability to work with Walmart. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's that's I mean, you got to take factors like that. That's huge. Yeah, Uber, Uber, That's a Uber huge got that. Kick under the legs, you know. Uber Connect got that. Uber Connect got that account. So Uber Connect is on the Walmart deliveries are on Uber Connect now, other than Spark, obviously that you know about. So I'm like, yeah, I'm wondering how long though their contract will be valid for because, and if they're going to re up it after it does expire because it's the Spark. Spark and... Yeah. So yeah, Uber is doing very well. Thank you very much, and everybody was happy. I listened to it. You know, nothing wrong with it. I mean, look, they had a major bang up quarter last quarter. They had another fantastic quarter this quarter. You know, that's it. I mean, hey, man, the haters will hate. The company's doing well. That's it. <laughs> you know, it, it, the other thing, though, is it's good that a co the company is doing well because that means, you know, the, not only are they expanding and they are expanding in a recession, but that's going to be good for drivers you know, sort of, yes, there's more drivers on the platform, which means many markets are going to be flooded, but that still means that people are looking for rides, maybe food delivery, whatever it might be. So you can still get uh, get online and go out there and make money. You're just going to have to do it very strategically versus turning yeah, on the app know, and, and pinging all over the place. Yeah, but you know, but that's when multi-apping is going to come into play for everyone yeah. now, because just for the fact that, listen... Bandera says, average average driver, he said, this is his words. You guys can listen to it. Average driver is making $36 in the U.S. Average, not L.A., not San Francisco. Average, all, everybody. 36 bucks an hour on active time, right? Well, 
everybody's utilization rate is different. Like mine in LA is maybe 68%. So, but I'm not actually making 38. I'm online. That's the utilization rate. Some guy in a small mm -hmm. city in, you know, in Florida, may his, his utilization rate may be 50%. So instead of 36, he's only making 18 gross, right? On online hour basis. So they keep saying active hour, active hour, but that's not reality. So that's when Para comes yeah. in saying that, oh, shit, you're sitting half the time on your ass. But look at us, this other app. Look at this other app. Look at this other app, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, that's why people have to do more than ever now because market's going to be oversaturated. Everybody yeah. and their uncle Again, is driving. I mean, they need money. Exactly. People need money. That's it. And that's, exactly and that's what that David strategy. was kind of t touching on with the ParaWorks is that yeah. it's it's sometimes it's not app stuff, but yeah. they're willing to take these app workers who have proven themselves. Yeah, 100%. Have a little bit of a track record, you know. Yeah, because my time is my money. I mean, you know, I don't want to sit on my ass for a half hour, watch YouTube or Netflix in my car. I want to work. Yeah. I mean, I'm out there to work. I'm out there to drive. Drive package, mm -hmm. drive human, drive dog, drive whatever. I gotta, I gotta, you know, utilize it's, that it's, 60 it's minutes. It's depressing to sit in your car and not have an order. <laughs> well, it happened to <laughs> yeah. me quite often. And that's, and that's I'm, I'm just saying, day. you know, it's it is it's well to me it's okay because i just answer emails phone calls or whatever i need to right. do but a lot of people i mean seriously like when i saw my wife fall in that fucking parking lot the other day and i go like she got the order before i did i go how far did they send you from it goes oh about a mile and a half i go shit i'm sitting in front of the goddamn restaurant bro so i'm like eh, Uber. <laughs> but anyway yeah but you know what the, it, it's gonna come down to though yes drivers may be making 36 on active time but now that more people are coming on board where are the rides going to go is the ridership going to continue where it is are they going to get stronger are they going to weaken because of what's going on in the country within the world today and just the global economics but what's going to happen to a average average driver's utilization rate are they at 70 percent and then all of a sudden now they're slipping to 30 40 percent that's going to have a big difference. You could still say, yes, your active hours, your active time, you're getting 36 hours, 36 an hour for, for the nation or for the average, you know, average Uber driver. driver in the country. But if your utilization rate goes from 70% down to 40%, that's a huge drop in your income. That's a that's almost half of your pay. Yep. Yep. Well, that's what that's what you know, but if you look at the pie, 122 million MAUs versus 124 million. So considering the pie stays the same size, but they add mm -hmm. another half a million drivers, your utilization rate is automatically going to go down because the pie yep. is the same size, but your sliver of the pie is going to be less. So you got to do yep. some other shit. So to me, it's like, hey, you know, people, look, it may be a tough next six months to a year, but we can survive and we can thrive by doing different things. Because, mm -hmm. you know, look, there is limited amount of gig workers in the country, man. Not everybody can do gig work, okay? <laughs> Like, you know, do some other Although stuff. it never seems to end. There seems to be tons of them. No, no, it's ending. Yeah, bro. And Believe me. Well, they're, they're, they're just scraping the bottom of the barrel, Steve, because these car driver quality is down, service is down, the driver quality is down. Some of these people can't even read GPS, bro. I'm like, bullshit. See, this is what you do. When you bite to the bottom, that's what you get. Yeah. So don't bitch But then they're going to keep hey, getting these bottom feeders. Right yeah. 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 So, yeah. All right, so that's enough. Of Uber. Uber's doing great, people. There you go. Too many left turns. You need to stop. You need to start following the the app. I we want you to right turn. Yeah, yeah. yeah right I turn. love the, I love the no left turn thing. That's great. Yeah. That you know that's 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 reality, though, Steve. That's true. But that's, you can yeah. use any navigation app you want. That's I know, but what I'm saying is that, like, but UPS and FedEx have been doing that for like a decade now. 
Yeah, no, but fact. here's the thing. If I, I'm a good driver, I could make a left turn. I understand. I <laughs> so understand. if I see that, oh, if I just go up and take this left, I'll be at my passenger's destination, or I can take three rights, and that takes me eight minutes. I'm going to take the left. No, of yeah. course you are. Like, <laughs> of course you are. But what I'm saying is that, okay, so, you know, depending on the city, I don't know how Denver traffic is, but morning rush hour, let's say, right? I'm in a busy intersection. I'm going to make this left without an arrow, left arrow, right? Bro, there are like 40 cars and only two cars per light make yeah. that left turn. It burns mm-hmm. less gas. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's a valid thing. I'm not telling you to do it as a ride share driver, but it, it works. I mean, you know, it's like it takes, burns less gas. Less I, I saw the 22% of accidents involve left turns. That's true. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, okay, well, how many are right well, turns? I think yeah. the big well, thing is... Well, a lot of that, though, is probably city and where where yeah. Sergio you just mentioned you don't have that turn you get that last person yeah. trying to get through or yeah. you got cool. you know yeah. you drive in New York City you get that person that peels out and turns yeah. before the light exactly. turns um and i yeah. think that's where a lot of them are coming but it's it comes down to knowing your market if you know yeah. that that turn is fine versus going all the way around uh you know taking the three rights versus the left you know you know your market the best you got to make those decisions that's going to be better for you versus sometimes following the map. You know, we always see on different screenshots, why is Uber's uh, map telling me to take all these weird turns when it's literally like right there? And you yep. see you see yeah. it all the time on the map. It tells you the weirdest ways to go at times. Yeah. And who knows? <laughs> Maybe they were testing yeah. that before and now they're just eventually rolling it out. Yeah, uh, you know. All right. It's, it's but- thing. Let's move on. We talked about Uber earnings. Let's talk about the other announcement that Uber just made. And this is the Uber Pro reward system is now changing. There's Mm. new rewards. There's changes to it. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. If you're a driver, you got to be loving this right now. I mean, who's going to be platinum? Besides Sergio. (laughs) Now, I, I have a goal to make to Diamond to get 600 bucks in 2023, people. <laughs> I mean, not 2023 when 2023 starts. In November 2023. I'm and like, what kind of bait and switch bullshit is this? <laughs> I go like, <laughs> not a fucking chance I'm getting those 600 bucks. So, yeah. yes, for those who don't know... You can get a cash reward. You know, this is the tease that has been going on since what? I think August or something that they've mm. been teasing this now. And now they're they're finally putting it into semi-print, but you got to read the fine print. Um, so they actually say a cash reward if you requalify for diamond status by October 31st, 2023. Eat me, Uber. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do read it, uh, to receive a cash reward, you must achieve or requalify for diamond status in one uber pro program period and maintain such status until the end of the program period by october 31 2023 rewards will be given in the program period after diamond status is achieved one time only as uber tests this new offering amount may vary so those who say 600 250 350 it's going to be all over the place a lot of people in the comments says i got 350 driven that tony got 350 i think so okay here's the deal man this showed up on my app. I this is this this email is from a driver to me. I don't have any of this shit in here. Okay, on my app it showed up. It says Uber Platinum gets six hundred more six hundred by going to Diamond. 
I mean, I can go to Diamond, no problem. However, it is so vague. If I look at that, I go, oh, okay. So if I go to Diamond at the end of, because, you know, as we know, you know, it's each quarter, right? The numbers, you know, the, 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 the tiers change or whatever, right? So I have from today all the way to February 1 to go to Diamond to get 600. That's what I'm thinking. If I see that in the app, I don't have this email. This was sent to me by somebody. So that's well, here, what I'm, my understanding was. I was like, oh, but then I read that shit and I go, wait a minute. Yeah, that's no good. That's garbage. Yeah, these, well, these screenshots are taken directly from Uber's blog that they released earlier this morning. So oh, okay. this, it, you can go on Uber's blog. You can type it in. This was taken straight from there. <laughs> so yeah, Diamond Drivers get a cash reward for being at the top of their game you can get the cash reward if you cheat achieve or requalify for and main here's here's the thing and maintain diamond status this period or once in the next three periods do you understand huh? that <laughs> what did you like, get that Steve? You have to now get i don't know if... and then get it every single quarter for the next year or can i just get it on one time and then requalify you know the, the following quarter and then I got that. Got that. I, I, I mean, you, I are these like are that. these earning quarters? Are these? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so right, is so, every driver supposed to know when earnings quarters end, and that's the reset date of the next one? Well, that's but but yeah, that's clearly marked in your app. So that that's not the issue for me. The sent. I honestly, yeah. my English is reasonably good. I did not understand this sentence. No, so what, is, I don't what are you saying? So do I have to be diamond for con consecutive four quarters until 10 no, no. 23? You have That's to be thing. it sounds to me like you have to be consecutive for one and you can do it for any of the three periods to come only once though. Oh. That's why they're saying that you can't do it there you can't do it three times. So I don't have to be diamond for until 2023. I would say by this, well no, you just have oh, to do it for okay. one full quarter. Okay. So so I I read this as, and and I'm like, if this this is like you know you know how like huge executives of companies they have deferred compensation, right? So here's the six hundred dollar wonderful carrot, right, right there. He goes, Serge, come on, Serge, get the carrot, Serge. You assholes, six hundred dollars for a year of me torturing myself to be a platinum or diamond not a goddamn chance bro now if you say if this is what it's i thought it'd be hold like on. hold on there 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 is a subset there you see you see that little one carrot right remember the Which fine print that i say to read the 7-eleven carrot no no, no 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 the cash reward so it said the cash before it said uh diamond drivers get a cash reward one for being at the top of their game here you uh, go. Yeah, okay. There's the one. Okay. To receive a cash to to receive it, you must achieve or requalify for diamond status in one Uber Pro program period and maintain such status until the end of the program period. Offer right. Uber Pro program periods between November 1st, 2022 and October 31st, 2023. Reward will be given in the program period after diamond status is achieved. One time only as uber tests this new offering amount may vary so what it, so, it, so this kind of buck i'm gonna get if i if i maintain you know okay so i can go to blue or gold but then for one quarter i gotta get to diamond 
and then keep diamond to get my 600. Is I that think, what's happening yeah. here? I think what is if, yeah, honestly, this is just as vague as their earning their upfront earnings, how they calculate what the it. F? Who would understand um, this, man? This, this, uh, you know, we're we're the we're the we're the professionals here, and this has got me stuck. I have no idea what's saying. So I'm assuming. Don't quote me, people. Please do not quote me. This is my assumption. Uh, we will clarify this for you. So make sure you come back next week. We will have what it actually means the entire bylaw <laughs> that you need to know so stay tuned for that this is brand new um uber if you're watching get hold of us let us know exactly um, yeah, i'm sure they will yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is but, what dara announced with harry he says oh there's gonna be a cash reward this was it dara my, seriously <laughs> you, you <laughs> did you really think it was gonna be anything more than like a few hundred dollars no I no mean, i thought like a couple grand bro couple grand bro <laughs> Thought he's gonna make like, it rain on all the drivers. Six hundred dollars? <laughs> what the F is that? <laughs> no, here here's the thing though. Like, um it looks like if you actually reach that period, if you reach diamond status, you have to maintain diamond status the following quarter or the following pro period. And then you will be able to claim the cash rewards. I don't think this is where once you get it, you have to maintain it all the way through to next year. I Not don't either. think that. It looks like it says you have to achieve or requalify for diamond status in one Uber Pro program period and maintain such status until the end of the program period. Does I'm not this look like it was written by a goddamn <laughs> lawyer. I mean, who does not drive? That's what it looks like to me. I think it's sad that I could read Uber now. <laughs> this, is, this is a joke, bro. What, what does this mean? <laughs> what does this mean? This is a joke, man. Screw that. Okay, I don't know, here's, if you just it. threw this up in front of anybody's face that doesn't yeah. drive for these platforms, they'd be like, what? What? <laughs> okay and we're reasonably literate and imagine you put this in front of some poor poor you know uber driver and don't even have speak english they go like what is this now i'm like okay so driven dad says he said something tony said my understanding is you have to get to diamond by the new period and then have it through that period bullshit tony i will get to diamond and if they don't give me 600 bucks right then and there i'm done <laughs> I'm not going to maintain diamond for the next three quarters to get 600 bucks. They can. Oh, hell no. No, if that, if that was the thing, why wouldn't everybody just wait till the third quarter? Yeah. Like, you know, those door dashers, <laughs> top dashers, door dashers, right? Top, top dashers. They just put yeah. hell, hell week and they get the top dash. Yeah. 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 There's no way, there's no way that anybody's going to do this for that. If it's not given out till then they're going to wait till that last quarter. Yeah. Okay, not There's happening. No okay, so I'm not yeah. doing it. I'm going right back to blue. Screw you. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. So uh, okay. my whole thing is I will never be diamond. I don't, like, to me, the, the couple hundred dollars that they're going to offer you is not worth, you know, taking crappy orders or uh, taking crappy rides because you have upfront earnings. You know where you're going. You know what you're taking. Um, you know, my acceptance rate will never be at 70 percent, it will never be i just looked at the app it's it's at an all-time high of 49 percent. actually it's, that's not even at the all-time high um it, it used to be about 79 percent. right now or i'm sorry about a 70 percent. right now it's at 49 percent, and i don't I'm see it getting any better but hey they gotta somehow get you to accept the rides that are shit orders so 
<laughs> Mr. Gambit says, yeah, he's being facetious. Yeah, Mr. Gambit, that's fucking funny. He goes, you get 600 each quarter. Come on, guys. Yeah, right. Uh-huh, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it right. says one time. It says one, yeah, time, one time through this yeah. wild yeah. That was clear. Yeah, so that was, that that was the only thing clear. Yeah. We're just trying this. Let's see how many people are going to suck on this one. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Well, here's the other thing. So the other aspect of this is area preference. We've talked about this before. Not all, first off, not all cities and markets have this. So yeah. for the cities and markets that don't have this, it's not even a reward for you because you don't have it in your area. There's yeah, no reason. So it's like, like, why would you even put that in there if most of your drivers can't even take advantage of that? They took it away. I loved area preference. No, no, no. I mean, like the areas that don't even have it. So I several know. parts of the country don't even yeah. have area preference. Yeah, Why yeah. would you put this into the into the rewards program if a yeah. driver cannot fully utilize all of the rewards if they get diamond or platinum? Because yeah. they'll think it's coming soon to their market. <laughs> <laughs> look, let's be real. Like, that's like, hey, hey, Steve, look at this carrot, Steve. Look at this carrot, how wonderful and juicy it looks. <laughs> right. If you do this, Steve, then maybe to your market we'll bring this, but not really. Yeah. But but if you're not platinum or if we, even if we break it, you have to be. I'm a, This was a wonderful idea that they did. And. I have not seen one driver that talks shit about this. And now they make a conditional thing, platinum or diamond. I'm like, bro, end it already. Give people mm-hmm. what they like. Let them accept some tips for you. You, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says, so we'll go back to that, uh, the, those little carrot sticks, the, the number two, the little carrot that they're dangling. Airy preference mm-hmm. is currently not available in all U.S. cities. This feature is only available to drivers with Uber Pro, Platinum, and Diamond statuses, and is redeemable for up to two hours per day. So there's another condition. For more info, no, no. see you know what? You know what? Next week, I'm gonna break that break that fallacy. Okay. I, 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 there is it's not two hours. I've extended it up to six hours. So well, know, I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw people a bone. It's not illegal, people. You know what I mean? So, well, <laughs> they're they're putting another condition though. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know that so the ASU is still a, a, a reward. Um, so yeah, for those who are looking for tuition, that's still part of oh. the Uber program. Um, yeah, and I, then should the other do, thing... I should put all my platinum uh, rewards because platinum. You know, I had like four pages of rewards. None of them I gave a shit about, <laughs> except one. Except one, which is right here. Which one? Free fucking shit at Seven Eleven. I thought for a second. With purchase, that's not even, free, bro. <laughs> even that's not free, bro. I can't even get a Slurpee for driving for these assholes. So now that, that's not even free. I have to buy something on Uber Eats to get shit as free as 7 Eleven. How do you like that? I go, like, God dang it, I'm like, screw you, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, here, here, look, we, we, Steve, you, you've watched the show, Sergio and I do the thumbs up, thumbs down, and for everybody watching, uh, in the comments. What is your thoughts on this new system? Do you think that they actually listen to the drivers? Do you think that this system is good? What do you think? I'm giving him a, I'm giving him a double, bro. Two thumbs down. Double right there. Why? Why, Weezoom? Why are you shaking your head? You don't want to get a Slurpee on the house, bro? 
Look at this shit. I have to order $30 worth of garbage burrito on Uber Eats to get my 7-Eleven for free. Come on, man. Okay. Hell, so here man? we go. Uber Pro lets you bring your hard-earned rewards with you behind the wheel and beyond our partnerships with Shell, BPX on mobile, EVGO, urgently roadside assistance, car advised maintenance, keeps you moving with confidence. Oh, Meanwhile, good. Free snacks and beverages with purchase. That doesn't mean it's free. That means you buy something and you get something. Keep you focused. No, no, you and have to order on Uber Eats. It's in my here's house. Another, you have to order on Uber Eats to get this shit. Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> and a free one-year Costco Gold Star membership. I, have I would that love that, but they don't have Costco's in my area. <laughs> That's why I'm moving. <laughs> keeps, you uh, keeps you saving with member only prices on groceries electronics more access to a health savings account from starship discounts on dental and vision uh and blah 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 get one thousand dollars when you complete 10 rides on the uber platform with the ev vehicle that you purchased from true car certified dealer and you reported that purchase to true car within 45 days t terms and conditions so there's oh. some new changes and uh um just when I wait, why does it say in... that you if you if you purchased from True Car and that you have to report to True Car? <laughs> Wouldn't True Car know you purchased from? Probably you stole the damn thing. <laughs> that's, that's, why, see, that's that's why I say read the fine print. Whenever you see these things and it says conditions here, you got that little thing. You got to click here. You got to read all the the twelve pages of conditions, and then yeah. when it says you reported that purchase. You got to yeah. click on that too because it's going to take you to a different page that's going to have about three or four ghosted things that were on the the ter other terms and conditions page that weren't there. So you have to like double check and make sure because they're going to get you because like, eh, we're not going to pay that. Twelve pages of conditions to get me a Slurpee at Seven Eleven. Screw you. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Anyway, oh, yeah. So, so, I mean, a lot of people are saying thumbs down, thumbs down. Here's the no, thing. You know, the original program that they came out with, I looked at it and I said, I'm never going to use any of these rewards. Like, yeah. they don't they appeal don't apply to, me to me in any way. They may apply to some people like Arizona State University, online education, whatever. You know, they're, yeah. they're okay things. But I know who likes this. And I'm going to talk to you, you know, Jeff, <laughs> on, on Wednesday. Oh, sure. Perfect. Yeah, my Jeff, my 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 wonderful Jeff has a ninety nine point nine percent acceptance rate and a zero cancellation rate. Oh my! Well, <laughs> you know, I I give him props for trying, and you know, the cash reward thing—they got to clear that up. What? Because that did you see that? Did you see? Did you see that? I am Kevin what? Silva. He goes up front. Came to LA on Lyft. Bullshit! I would know that. Turn on your app. Let us see. Turn on your apps, or, uh, Sergio. Okay, let us know. Let's see. All right, drivers. One other, another thing. We've talked about this um, already, but we are going to bring it up again. Important um, issue. This, yeah, this is something that you want to take note of, especially for those drivers who are using Express Pay. Uh, no, just know okay. again on eleven nine on Lyft. Uh, Lyft Express Pay is going to increase from fifty cents to eighty five cents. And the minimum amount you can cash out is going to be $5.85. So they're going to put a stipulations on that. And then if you want to cash out without the fees, you can just wait the week. Uh, if you don't want to wait the week, then you can get the Lyft Direct program. And uh, you don't have to worry about those fees happening. And they, uh, from what I know, oh, I believe that they put uh, they pay you after every, every ride, no matter what. Um, so if you complete that ride, it goes right in your account with Lyft Direct. 
don't quote me again, I didn't read all of the terms and conditions. Um, same thing with uh, Uber's side, uh, the instant pay feature is going to uh, be increasing November 14th, so about a week after. Um, going to go again also to 85 cents. And you can do that with your uh, Uber Pro card where you can get the auto transfers and uh, no problems up to five times a day. So again, there's going to be some stipulations there uh, when it comes to being able to use the transfer fee, uh, transfer transfer without the fee. Blah, there we go. And uh, again, if you don't want to do either of the cards, because for me personally, I'm not going to be getting these cards. Uh, so I just wait for the week uh, for, for that to actually come through. Uh, what do you guys do? You do instant cash out or no? I, I, I think, I think there is a sinister reason behind this because they want to raise it. Look, a lot, I think, I'm, I bet you millions of people do the cash out because they're short on cash. They want, to, they want to do it, right? So they're pushing you towards these debit cards. Like you get 7% back on cash if you do it with a debit card, all that good stuff, right? Except that I had an email, which I forgot to send you. Somebody already got the Uber Pro debit card. And the middle screenshot, I'm going to read the whole thing so you guys understand. They're trying to push everybody towards these. Okay, I got a chip. Yes. <laughs> ding, ding. Pay includes pickup. 26 minute, 14.8 miles. It shows me the map. It pays me $14.68. Upfront earnings. It's in LA, people. Wow. That's a decline, of course. Suck it. <laughs> okay, I got to see it. I got to see if it's active uh, in Buffalo. Yes, people, you are right. I apologize. Whoever you are there, I, I am Silva or whatever. Okay, it's here. Yes. <laughs> All right, whatever. All right, I'm, I'm, I turned on my app here uh, to see if it's in Buffalo or not. So we'll see if we get any rides. Where I'm All located, right. it might take, take a little bit. So, um, you know, it's not as good as Uber's, though. I didn't like that pink screen. I got to get used to it. I see. He says, James Cook says, I cash out every day. Well, 85 cents, not instead of 50 cents, James Cook. But, yeah, Android is always better, Ozzy. iOS is garbage. So I disagree. <laughs> I disagree, kind sir. <laughs> okay, I know you do. I know you do. But it's, it's true. Uh, so, okay. So, I'm just going to go do this short. Listen up, people. If you do get the Uber debit card, debit, Uber Pro debit card, I did not find the fine print in time for the show for Lyft, so I will find it. I will bust their ass. But somebody sent me an email with all the restrictions that they're experiencing because they have the Uber Pro debit card, okay? Specifically, when you get the Uber Pro debit card, after each single trip, that trip is credited to the debit card. Each single trip is credited for free, free of charge. Like cash out, if you do a $5 trip, $5 goes to your Uber Pro debit card. If you do a $50 chip next, $50 goes to your Uber Pro debit card without a charge. However, that's when the problems begin. When you want to go to an approved ATM by that bank, whoever they're working with, I think they're working with Evolve Bank, it says right there. If you find an Evolve Bank or their preferred ATM spaces, you can get cash without a charge. Okay, that's a good thing, right? The big problem comes in, let's say you collected a thousand bucks in your Uber Pro debit card and you're using it for gas to get the discounts that are involved. Those are all good things. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. Except that your problem comes into play when 
you are trying to send money from your Uber debit card to your actual bank account or to your existing debit card that was attached to Instant Pay. Read the middle, in the middle screenshot, number two. Delayed transfers to your external bank account via ACH, which is the wire, are free of charge. Delayed, delayed transfers. Instant transfers to a connected debit card are subject to a 2% minimum or 299 fee. So if you're going to move a thousand bucks from your Uber debit card to your bank account or existing debit card, 2% of a thousand is what, Chris? 2%? 20 bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks. Well, here's the thing, though. This is. I know you mother humpers. <laughs> it's my freaking. This is like PayPal, actually. Yeah, I'm but like, the, the, what kind of bullshit is this? Well, here's here's the thing though. This isn't. I don't think this is an Uber thing. This is a the Evolve Bank thing, and this is very similar to PayPal. So if you have money that's sent to you via PayPal, you will see. If you want to transfer it to your bank, if you want it now, instant, it's going to be a fee, and it tells you what the fee is. Yeah, or but instant if you want was it fifty cents, bro. It's free. Instant was fifty cents, bro. That was it. Everybody was happy yeah. using the shit. Why change the game? I know why they yeah. want to change the game. They want to. They want to know like as if they don't know enough about you. They know where you drive, when to where you drive, who you drive, what you do, the gyroscope, how fast you go, all the shit they know. <laughs> now they want to know your spending patterns. Oh they yeah, go to this gas station. They go to this restaurant. They go to, to piss here. They buy Starbucks here. I swear to God, they already know that. Yeah, they already like, know that. If you have your app on, it's tracking everywhere you're going, no matter yeah. what. If you if you're stopped at a particular spot. They're going to say, okay, you're either parked there or you're going in there. So now getting your purchases, they can, you know, sell that information for. I know, but Chris, but but Chris, buddy, that they knew from your geolocation. Yeah. This now, this now they know where you're spending your money. Mm -hmm. You suck it. Not going to happen. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) There, Vinny Kazi agrees with me. Sponsors, you're damn right, bro. What the hell is going on? I mean, Uber could be a lot of things, but don't ever let it be Uber Bank. No, imagine that shit. You want that though? Wait wait until they come up with their own little bank. They're like, ah, yeah, you know, we tried this little thing with Evolve Bank, and it was great. But now we're gonna wait wait till they just put it in the app for you. We'll just manage your money too. Yeah, and then you know what? Next, right? And then buy some stocks for you. Let's let's buy you Uber stock. (laughs) And then we're gonna be like, you know what? We don't like what you where you put your money. You're not gonna be able to go there. Sorry, we're gonna we're gonna limit you on where you are. You know, just when I was in good terms with Uber, today's show destroyed all my (laughs) (laughs) reputation. Well, you know, hey, they got to get called out for certain things. Yeah. So I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, if you're if you're gonna problems to the drivers and you know you're going to cost them more money in the long run then yeah. you're going to have to be called out for that yeah exactly so. all right but well, do we have anything else yeah we have one more thing and that oh, is hustle. our side hustle so yeah, if you're sick Steve, and tired you, Uber, you know what i you know one of your apps is probably doing this let me see uh, um i didn't choose it because you were on but one of this today's side hustle what is today's side hustle today's Boom. side hustle and it's you know who put me. this up? Hannibal put this up. Hey, oh, yeah. shout out to Hannibal. I actually do a show uh, tonight with Hannibal called Beyond the Algorithm. Okay, mm-hmm. talk to him about this. Tell him that we showed his article in Medium. This was his <clears> article <throat> in right, Medium. Cool, yeah, yeah. Hannibal wrote this article, four-minute article. Please, people, go read it. Hannibal is another gig tuber. 
yep. who uh, has a calm, cool head, unlike some others, freaking whatever they call themselves, content creators, <laughs> what they call themselves. The guy has like 1,200 fucking subs and he goes, content creator. I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. Anyway, Hannibal did this. He has this driver who wasn't Tic Tac. Hey, man, if you're going to deliver, this guy made 800 bucks delivering lost luggage. If you read the whole article, it breaks down how many millions and millions of people lose their luggage when they're traveling. I think this yeah. is as legit as it gets. If you're freaking going to drive, nobody in the car, make people happy. You may even get tipped if you take him the luggage, right? Plus, you get paid. Is there an app for this, Steve? Did you know? Uh, not an app, but you guys can go to Sean in Town. Uh, Sean in Town on YouTube talks. He's the guy that did this. He's the guy that's okay. doing this. That Hannibal broke it down. Okay. Uh, we we talk about things that Sean talks about a lot, like last mile, like a uh, medical courier, things like that. So uh, we we talk about a lot of the same space. But this was all Hannibal when he discovered this one. He said, "Okay, I think it's a great idea." So yeah. if you're going to drive on the weekends, you know, go make people happy. Rody offers those ter- trips, Vinicus says. And Tom Tom, the smartass, says, how's luggage lost if you're delivering it? <laughs> Bro, it's lost on the airplane. When yeah. you board yeah. the airplane, <laughs> you're, you show up, but your luggage doesn't show up. Yeah, your God, luggage man. got on the wrong plane, and they got to yeah, get something. it back over to you. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I think this is a great side hustle. You know, I'm going to look into this. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell. Well, I'm still hook. waiting. To, I'm I'm still looking to see if your uh your cuddle profile gets no, up. No, 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 that's not happening. <laughs> I guess the white is not. That's a negative. That's a negative, sir. It's hey, we happen. don't even know that Hannibal's wife's really on board with this. He says it's all cool, but it's all cool till he gets a customer. Is how I feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know Hannibal. I saw his video. He was going to do that too, but then uh, you know, once you know, once once this came into town, Chris, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. But this time, by the wife. That did not work out that way. Yeah, no, no. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah but you know what? Here's the thing. Like, the, the, the wildest thing was when I was actually looking through that, you don't have to be there to cuddle the person. Like, that's one aspect of it. It's more for, like, people who are lonely that want a friend. Like, you could do a Zoom call with somebody, and that counts as a cuddler. So, no. uh, so I mean, you don't even have to be in the same same room as the person. You just sit and hang out and have a good time. Like maybe you play like online checkers or something. I don't know. You could just go play that online checkers with anybody for free. Yeah. What do you think the internet's for, guys? You can't have that screen to screen interaction like we have right now. (laughs) Brian Brian already is being a buzzkill. He goes, Roadie's luggage runs in my area suck. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, well, that's different. That's different than what Hannibal was breaking down. Though Hannibal was breaking yep. down the luggage that gets left at the airport, and the and you need to look through. You need to go find these gigs. These aren't apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is and why this eight hundred bucks. This isn't an app. You know, it's oh, this is not an app. Well, I mean, there might be some, but there are more more likely the things we break down are actual websites where you can find this work. That's true. Actually, I did Google it. Like five six came up. Yeah, and, so you mean like most like, likely you're gonna get paid the best by the ones that aren't apps. That's actually true. Yeah, you don't have to run all the background. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like, hey. the thing is, if somebody's interested in doing something like this, like they have downtime and you got a busy airport nearby, uh, you know, this could be a potential option for you. It's just a matter of if this sparks interest for you, or you say, hey, look, this is something I could do, or maybe there's another bit of influence that came from this, or uh, something where it's like, oh, this is interesting, but what about trying with, you know, X product or something like that? Um, you know, this is just to kind of get you get get you some other ideas out there. As we just said, 
rideshare is starting to get too many drivers again in many markets. Oh, here we go. Oh, up front is in Buffalo too. Holy shit. They must have released it nationwide, bro. They must have released it all over the place. They, they go like, they listen to the Uber, Uber. Uh, new, um, oh, that would have been a good ride. They too. go, oh, shit, we got to do this right away. <laughs> that would have been a good ride. It was over a dollar a mile. Yeah, he just and, got it. Uh, um, it would have taken me downtown from not that far from here. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Well, there. Oh. hey, people, we go. There we, we go. Did. We we now know that upfront pay for for Lyft is in more and more markets. So, so um, officially, we're I mean, if it's in Buffalo, it's got to be everywhere, right? Yeah. Buffalo. That was like Buffalo got upfront earnings from Uber in August before LA, San Francisco, and all the other ones where they still had the 510 condition. That and I'm sitting Steve. back doing upfront shares from August. So let's try. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's end on that joke. That was funny. I got my eyes are watering. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Let's go, Buffalo. Go, Bills. That's right. It was a good All game right. on Sunday. Well, Steve, thank you for coming on, bud. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you for thank you for uh, tracking down David. Anytime. <laughs> I think it was great. And you know what? I'm just downloading that fucking app. Let's see if they deactivate me. It'll be the biggest goddamn lawsuit on the planet if they deactivate me. There you go. I, mean, you right. I, I have, I have Cara <laughs> and I have Uber and Lyft linked onto it already. And I've had it for, I don't know, two months or so. And yeah. I just got rides. So. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love it. And, and, you know, once we get offline, we'll have to talk about something for five minutes, Chris. But. Okay. Um, yeah, next week we're gonna do a deep dive into the life of an LA city morning rush hour driver of what kind of garbage he gets. Anyway, Steve, again, thanks, but um, yeah, it's, it was like maddening, bro. It was like trip after trip, and I did one this morning. I, and this time I was not sitting in my backyard. I actually drove down a couple of miles. Chris, the amount of trip radar and pings I got. I, I'm a veteran. I was overwhelmed. I oh. I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" <laughs> yeah, you said you like, sent me the. So Sergio sent me the video we're gonna have next week. Uh, we're gonna break it down, and oh, it's more for not only just the LA what you see from an LA standpoint, but also it's for upfront earnings. So yeah. we're gonna kind of break down what to look for when a upfront earnings. Uh, comes in. We're gonna have to do lift pay upfront pay now too, since that's yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then uh, I drove last weekend on lift alone. A couple other guys I know drove, so we'll put up their numbers. They killed it. I did well. I did. I think I did like sixty-five uh, per active hour and about fifty online hour. And okay, lift, please, please lift. Do not mess with that area filter. Please, mm -hmm. please. That's you the best that. thing. That's the best thing you have done ever, ever. Don't be <laughs> like Uber. Don't be like Uber and take the area preference away because I'm not gold or platinum or whatever. It is the best thing Lyft has ever done, ever, ever. Yeah. We well, hold on. There's there's one more thing. Now <laughs> we have upfront earnings on Uber. We mm -hmm. have upfront pay on Lyft. 
in both your market in LA and mm -hmm. now in Buffalo. And mm -hmm. people who are watching, let us know if you have upfront pay mm -hmm. in your market too. If you do yeah. or don't, please let us know and what market it is. Um, turn your app on. It doesn't alert you in any way. It just pops up on there. Um, so, cause I turned my app on, it didn't alert me. I looked at it earlier today, nothing showed up. So I just waited for a ride now. Um, yeah. So yeah, this brings up a good point though. You didn't want to drive Lyft because you didn't know where the pickup and drop off was, how much you were making and all that. But now you have that. So what app are you going to turn on and prefer to be on, especially with let's say area preference being a special privileged uh, Uber Pro reward yeah. and stay with an area, which yeah. is pretty much indefinitely can be used for and yeah. su well superior to area preference. That's a good point. You, That's a very good you point. Be on. What platform? Uh, you I am, I'm telling you, I if there was no bonuses on either program, right? Like no streaks, no quest, no nothing. If you give me the area preference and I know I can work my area, I will definitely drive for Lyft. And guess who has become, you know, I talked to him today. You know, we Zoom, our buddy, we Zoom, right? He's about to delete. He uninstalled the Uber app from his phone. He has become wow. he has become strictly a Lyft driver. How, about, huh. how do you like that, Apples? So, That's crazy. Well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean that yeah, they Lyft just me, uh, for sure. Lyft, Lyft just yeah, leveled Lyft the playing field. Yeah. They really no, did. I, I'm I, I Chris, I swear to God. I mean, I don't I don't I'm not too complimentary on any of these companies, but when they do something good, you gotta call it good. Mm -hmm. That area filter is so good. I mean, yeah. I oh, tested yeah. it. I tested it two weekends in a row now. Halloween, Saturday night. I swear to God, it kept me in that little baby bubble of mine. I knocked out 15 trips. I had streaks going on. 65 bucks an hour. I'm like, thank you, Lyft. Much appreciated. On Uber, not a chance. I had to decline 50 in a row today just when I was in the morning rush hour. I literally have to. Like, I, it's so overwhelming that that trip radar noise annoying noise and then the ping noise and then the trip radar noise i'm like my screen was like so full of shit that i was like i'm afraid to touch go near the screen because i know, you know go near the screen. it was glitching because mariah carey was thawing out and now is, is come, come back for the next <laughs> two months <laughs> yeah no, no. So I, I was like man i'm like screw this shit <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure out how that that Uber app not to pop up on uh, above everything else. I'm like bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty wild. But I let yeah. you know, I do. I have, I you have the apps on my phone because I was doing it on my phone for quite a while. But then when I got my iPad Pro, I'm like, I'm just gonna do do it on there because it's one, it's yeah. bigger, it's easier to see, and I can run multi apps. And then with uh, the new iOS uh, 16 update, I have uh, two it, phones. I have two phones. I have two oh, phones, and it's still, one is Lyft, one is Uber, and then I, I'm looking at the Uber phone. I go like, I run my Uber on my main phone, and I run Lyft on the other one, mm -hmm. on my hotspot off the other Android. I was like, what is going on here? Like, my car was like a cacophony of sounds. One is Lyft is going yeah. off, and then the trip radar is going, pa -pa 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 -pa. you know how that annoying sound? It yeah, was like, yeah. -pa 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 -pa. And, then, and then the ping comes in. Da -ding, da -ding. I'm like, oh, my God. I go, if I'm a passenger in this car, 
I'm definitely giving this guy a one star because by watching this shit, he is not paying any attention to the road whatsoever. Whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, that's God. yeah, that's that's next week's show. We're gonna be talking about yeah. we're also gonna be putting to bed the debate on how long a ride request or a ping request from Lyft or I'm sorry, from Uber actually is. So we have the time, you know, like I said, you sent me the video that you had earlier. Uh, we actually looked at it. We were on the phone um, and we looked at it, talking about it. Uh, we actually know wrong. exactly how long it is. Uh, so we are going to be talking about that as well. Um, there's yep. a couple other things that we're going to be talking about. We're Obviously, we're going to be breaking down upfront pay uh, from Lyft because uh, that's going to be different. But yeah, next week is going to be a lot to do with upfront fare details. So you know what trips are going to be worth it to take or not, what to look out for. Uh, what to train your eyes to look at when a ping request comes in uh, and do it all safely. That's the yep. key thing, especially if you're driving um, and all that. So, and next, that's week, something. next week, we're also going to have Zach Drives Fast, another one of these guys like Tony Driven Dad, calls it the way he sees it. Great videos he puts out. He has a you know small size channel, but he's well spoken, and we're going to have him at least for like 15, 20 minutes, if not half hour. And I like the guy. I already talked to him, and he's going to be on a little bit. But the bulk of the next week's show is going to be like a tutorial, seriously, for drivers where to train their eyes, what to pay attention to, what's important, what's not important on the ping screen. You know, I, I think I think it's going to be a good one. So thank Where's you, everybody. Right Appreciate it. Thanks for the comment. Um, and I'm going to leave you with this last uh, little tidbit of advice before we sign off. Um, we're, I mean, we're, we got a couple more, more things to wrap up, but this is going to be kind of the, the big thing here. This is something that I came across on a Facebook group earlier. Um, and I didn't have time to, to make the screenshot for it, but you know, we talked about this with upfront fares, how it's very important if you are paying attention to the fair, look out and watch everything. And if something does not seem right to request a fair adjustment and see what can happen. So. Somebody had put in an Uber Facebook group uh, earlier today that said, wow, Uber, Uber app glitched uh, $29 in fair reviews from this past week was not good enough. So I went back and fair reviewed the previous week, Rider canceled fares and started the week with an extra $60. Wow. So that goes to show you right there when it came down to it, $89 in fair adjustments because Uber did not pay those properly out so always pay attention to your fares and if you think something is wrong submit a fair request and yep. if you are able to get a different fare that's going to give you more well then that's just more money in your pocket 90 dollars. Yep. i mean just from that that's a tank of gas for most people right there that yep. you should have gotten that you didn't so that's my bit of information uh, when it comes to all this, and uh, yeah, with that, if you being don't said, ask, you shall never receive, bro. If you don't ask, you will never receive. You got to ask. Exactly. And you know, and I'm Not like, man, yeah. You <laughs> but know? yes, and... thank you for everybody for hanging out, watching. Always cherry pick. I like it. Um, absolutely. Always. Smash the like Always. button. Uh, thank you, David and Steve, for coming on today, talking yep. about that. Uh, links are going to be in the description, so if you want to check that out. And of course, the audio podcast will be available tomorrow. So if you are unable to watch the live stream for what, some reason, it's going to be on the day after. But if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you do. 
subscribe with notifications so you'll be notified when our videos come out because we have a lot of good videos coming up um, not just you know the the ride share aspect of things but some other things other apps that we're going to be talking about um, and bringing up and you know just sharing information with so as these apps are starting to get too many drivers on them this time around and inflation is causing problems and you need to get out there and make money multi-apping is key so we're going to be breaking down a lot of stuff uh, so make sure you subscribe and ring all notifications so you'll be notified when that comes out as well as when we go live we like hanging out with you and we love seeing everybody in the chat we might not be able to get to, to comments or anything but we are reading them in the backs of our minds um, and you know if there's anything there uh, or any questions or something we can try to pull right away so and, appreciate and it. thumbs up please thumbs up on the video and 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 comment you know i i you know i'm a fool i respond to all comments i even sometimes get into arguments although i do have the wrench and I, instead of making these people disappear i go into like arguments and chris goes what are you doing bro <laughs> <And I> go, <laughs> yeah I like engaging, so you know I answer all my emails. So if you guys have any questions, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. Oh, look, Philly has it. I mean, you know what? They may have released the shit nationwide overnight right now. That's what they did. I, I don't know. Some people have said that they don't have it. I've been no. watching the comments. Some people are saying certain markets yeah. don't have it yet. So it looks like they had a, a quiet launch in a lot of markets. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna bet that quite a few people did have it um or do have it currently right now you might not know it because you don't have your app on um yeah. but either way uh comment let us know if you have it uh when the show ends uh we'll, yeah. we'll probably make a, a short or something announcing this uh yeah. nice little new feature coming on to several new people um so yeah we're really happy about that because <laughs> yep definitely thank you everybody thank you for watching. thumbs up please help us with the algo thank you all right Yep. Have a great night, everybody. Go out and make that money.